Hello there, nerds, and welcome to a special episode of Go To There, all about Mean Girls. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And we're going to do something a little bit special for the 15th anniversary of Mean Girls, which is, as of your hearing this, 15 years old officially, April 30th, 2019. Uh, we both really love this movie. Um, I think we just have an infatuation for it, being Tina Fey fans, and just sort of... I mean, we were definitely older than the targeted audience for it when it came out. I wasn't. I was. I was actually a junior in high school when this movie came oh, out. I so I was. Comparatively, it uh, was right on target for me. Yeah. I Yeah. Cause I, well, by this time, all right. So it comes out in 2004. You're a junior in high school, so you are the actual age of the characters. Yeah. Well, the actors are a little bit older than the characters, but the characters are are juniors in high school. I was. I had graduated the year before, so I'm out of high school, but uh, I do, uh, well, I guess we will just hit the real quick specifics uh, of, uh, directed by Mark Waters, who, uh, as far as I can tell, I don't think he's done anything else that I've seen. Uh, his previous work from this was Freaky Friday, which obviously he worked on um, Lindsay Lohan with. So in this, we've got Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Lacey Chabert, Amanda Seyfried making her debut, Lizzie Kaplan, Daniel Frenzesi, Jonathan Bennett, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, Amy Poehler, Anna Gasteyer, Neil Flynn, just a ton of people in this, either from SNL or around that same improv group uh, that Tina Fey come out of Second City. Just a ton of people in this movie. Uh, a perfect high school movie, I think, of the early aughts. Um, I would honestly, I know you haven't seen this movie because you're a monster and you have bad tastes, I guess, but I would put this up there with The Breakfast Club in terms of just being a fantastic high school movie, uh, a growth movie. I think it is super subversive in, in what expectations are of a high school movie as well as what you expect from this movie. I've seen this movie a dozen times and I still kind of forget some of the stuff that happens just because it doesn't go exactly where you think it's going to go every time. I think it's a lot of fun, and it sort of plays with tropes a lot. And um, it holds up very well. Oh, I would absolutely! Say in twenty nineteen, oh, absolutely. I mean, there's still there's some stuff that is kind of like. Eh. Well, I mean, some of it is is of its time, right? Right, right, right. right. It, yeah. it, as a whole, it holds like a lot of the jokes still hold. Oh up yeah, well. yes, and I mean, just the the, the overall message, honestly, is still. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we haven't been in high school in 14, 15 years, but I still have to imagine there is this idea of of women scheming and and sort of backstabbing one another and popularity still runs and, and there's this hierarchy and all of this. I, st I still think that is rampant in high schools. Again, I don't know. Well, now, yes, because now you, except now you can bully with social media. And yeah, the internet, I think it's, which it's you more can, immediate. Which people didn't really do. Yeah, it's more immediate bullying as opposed to, and it's and there's still like an anonymity to it, but it's still, uh, I think it's more instantaneous rather than taking days or weeks to, to, to find it. But um yeah, I think Mean Girls still holds up. I think it's it's fantastic. And um, obviously because this is a movie, uh, a 90-minute movie instead of a twenty average 21-minute 21, 21 episode of 30 Rock, uh, this will be a little bit longer. Uh, we will try and cut it down, uh, just sort of hitting the bullet points and hitting the important stuff. But we do have a lot to talk about here. So any final thoughts before we get started? Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, a couple things actually. Okay. Um, so when did did you first see it? Like right, we came out in movie theaters. Oh yeah, like after should. it went um, to the history. Um, so 2004, I was in my very early. Uh, everything is dumb and popularity is stupid. Like I was just a very dumb. I was almost scene kid, but not full on committing to the scene kid um, motif, just because I was poor and didn't have the money to invest in all of that 
jewelry and all that fun stuff that comes with it. But uh, I do remember seeing trailers for this and being... I, I think the marketing for this movie was off. I don't think it was right for what it was actually trying to say, what the movie is about. Obviously, you know, it was on about it being a high school movie, but I think it was all presented in this, like, really pink and bright and bubbly that it that it masked the underlying themes of what it really was trying to say um on the uh in the actual movie so i was kind of rebellious to it i didn't really want to watch it um but i did eventually get around to it and this was 2004 so this is around the time i started working at the movie theater so i just thankfully got to watch it for free so oh, i did eventually get wow. to see it and this was also the last VHS that I've ever bought. So that also dates me as well as technology. Uh, I remember being in FYE and my, I was with my mom at the time and she was like, did you see anything you wanted? I was like, Oh yeah. Mean Mean girls. girls. And VHS was like really on that dying cusp of just like, we we're going to stop selling these eventually. So I was like, yeah, mean girls. And then I went home and watched it again and and re loved it. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I was cynical, but I'm, Honestly, what sold it is because at this time, Lindsay Lohan was in her, like, to me, insufferable phase. You know, Freaky Friday. She was she was the Disney kid. This was her yeah. first post-Disney film she had done. You know, she was the bubbly Disney star. She was, you know, super clean and blah, blah, blah. But being a big fan of Tina Fey, I was like, I pretty much have to see anything Tina Fey's involved in. And I love Amy Poehler. And she's attached to it, so... I'm in, and I was super pleasantly surprised, and I loved it. And um, what about you? Where did you yeah. uh, fall in love? Well, with it? to be honest, I don't remember much about the marketing around it. Like all I remember is knowing about it and being interested in it, and like knowing that I wanted to go see it. And I remember because it, I saw it in the theaters like right after it came out because I, I just remember it was around the time like the the AP test was coming up or something. So like one of my classes had like a weekend like study whatever session for it so some like a couple a few of my friends we added we said that we were going to go to like the study session then after we were going to go see it so i saw it it within a week or two after it came out and she remembered like i mean it was like basically instant classic like yeah i mean Ab, we all loved it like you know obviously lots of the people at school were seeing it, so like everyone was talking about it and it just i mean obviously like it eventually grew into like I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's amazing how much it still got memed and, like, permeated, like, Tumblr culture, considering it came out a good amount of time before those, like, were actual things. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still, I mean, you still have people quoting it. Like, there are still Tumblrs devoted to putting Mean Girls quotes on top mm-hmm. of just, like, random, all sorts of random things from politics to other movies to mm-hmm. just bits of culture to, I mean... All sorts of yeah. things. So it's it still has. I mean, you know the the Broadway musical, mm-hmm. which is about to start its national tour, just yeah. just came out within the past year or two. Yeah. So I mean, to have such a lasting cultural stamp that fifteen years later, almost fifteen years later, you can still be a huge hit musical. I mean, is it, I think that's a testament to its cultural impact. But the interesting thing is that this was my really first exposure to anything Tina Fey oh. because I didn't really watch Saturday Night Live. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know. I mean. Honestly, like before this movie, I don't even know if I would have known the name Tina Fey or even Amy Poehler or anything like that. Um, That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I've seen Amy Poehler before. I definitely never seen Tina Fey before. I actually, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know anything about SNL, even though I guess this would have been after the time that Tina Fey was a head writer, or was she still on it? Uh, she, yeah, she would have been on it at this time because okay. yeah, she uh, she would have been a head writer and on Weekend Update, so. 
yeah. she would have had the clout. I mean, and obviously that's what helped get this. And then what, what this would also, in addition to that, help get 30 Rock off the ground. So, yeah. Yeah. She, she was building her name, but she'd been on SNL. I think at that time she would have been on it at least seven years, probably on the head writer, I think two or three years at that mm-hmm. time. So yeah, she was, she was building her brand, but to, to be able to get uh, a movie off the ground uh, and being a head writer of SNL without anything else um, beforehand is, 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 it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah. Actually the only episode of SNL I've ever actually seen live was strangely enough, the, the infamous Ashley Simpson screw up episode oh, like that's literally <laughs> that's literally the only one i've ever seen live and like why it was just would, so funny that that was the one that it was because it was sometime like i just remember it was it was during college like it was i guess i was mm-hmm. home on some sort of break and i remember because my sister was there and it was like we were up late on a saturday night or and it was you know just whatever uh-huh. and we we're like oh we'll just put on snl and it was it was that episode <laughs> with ashley oh, wow. i just remember watching it and like, and like ashley sims did her thing like she the you know the there was the malfunction with the backing tape she jigged off and we were just mm-hmm. like what just happened and like of course it blew up into that scandal but yeah. anyway before i digress too much and also this is um, produced by lauren michaels so yes he's yeah. she's also got an in when he's kind of producing a lot of stuff but well he's he's still producing stuff to this day yeah and, and now that I come to think of it, I, I seem to remember, like, I, I remember I subscribed to Entertainment Weekly. Like, I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I th- why? In high school, in, I don't know, I just like to, I didn't hide in high school oh, for whatever wow. reason, but like, for some reason I remember getting, like, specifically, or your parents? No, me. Oh my god. I, I mean, it was, like, it was like $10, it was like $10 for a year subscription, so I was working at McDonald's at the time, so I, I could afford $10, anyway. I'm gonna budget my McDonald's um, paycheck right. to pay for my entertainment subscription. Yeah. For some reason, like, I, I, like, remember seeing, like, I, I guess they gave it like a really good review or something. It's like that, that was probably what my biggest exposure, like I remember seeing that saying, Oh, that sounds something interesting. And then just like, you know, then of course other people wanted to see it. So we just, we just went and saw it. Did you see, did you read the book that the movie's based on queen, queen bees and wannabes? Uh, No, I haven't. I knew it was based off a book after the fact, like I didn't know it was going into it. So, but from what I can tell, the book is not so much like a narrative is more as just like a guidebook kind Mm -hmm. of idea. Like it's not really like a story about Katie existing and, and her story through the year of school it's more of just like here's why mean girls exist and here's like steps kind of thing yeah it's, it's one of the things where i think another example is what to expect and you're expecting where it's like the book is just like a straightforward nonfiction guide but it was adapted into you know a, a, a fictional story with with an actual narrative arc yeah mm-hmm. which obviously tina yeah. fey helped did the screenplay for this so yeah. she was pulling off the idea which i think there's some trivia about like she sort of wrote herself in a corner because she was basing it off of a guidebook. You know, there was no narrative in, in place, yeah. so she has to create everything and how these characters interact and how they get from point A to point B and C mm-hmm. and D and all that stuff. So, But, I mean, obviously she did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Like, we just, we just watched it before recording, and I still think I... You know, even knowing the jokes that are coming and, and the, the plot points and all of that, it's still... I don't think there's a dull moment in this movie. I think there's no wasted moment. I think everything is is flowing from point A to point B perfectly. I don't think there's anything that can be taken out. Or just yeah, like, oh, it's really, yeah, it's is, pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, other really, other than just like some stuff that's just like of its time, there's nothing in this movie that's really problematic, honestly. I think it, I think it's, it's, it's still poignant. I think it's, it's great. I yeah. think it still holds up 15 years later. So anything else before we... Let's go. We hop into it. All right. So the movie opens with Katie, a.k.a., or I guess Lindsay Lohan, a.k.a. Katie slash Caddy, 
as she's sort of often called throughout the movie. Um, which is funny, like near the end, Lizzie Kaplan actually calls her by Katie. Because at the beginning of the movie, she says, I'm going to call you Caddy, like as a friend gesture. Yeah. But when she's when they're having it out and she's she's calling her the mean girl, she's calling her by her real name. And I think that's like, that's her dropping the facade of like, well, we're not friends anymore, so I'm going to call you by your And I think that was just a nice touch because every other time through the movie, she's calling her Caddy, Caddy, yeah. Caddy. Then when it's like, all right, we're not friends anymore. You're Katie and you're a bitch. Like, I thought that was just a small touch. And at first, I like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, she she forgot to call her her friend name. I was like, ah, I get it now. There's growth here. There's it's there's a writing trick. <laughs> there's moments happening. Um, but Caddy is giving us the backstory, and the backstory is her and her family used to live in Africa, and now um, her mom has got a job in the states as. Um, it's Stanford, I think. Oh uh, no, it, Northwestern. So they're they're in a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. So they had to come back to America, and now, despite being homeschooled for the first sixteen years of her life, now she actually has to go to a real school, and it's her explaining how she got to that point, as well as what the expectation of a homeschooled kid is. And I can I got a couple stories about homeschooled kids I can talk about, but we'll let Lindsay Lohan explain her side of the story real quick. I guess it's natural for parents to cry on their kid's first day of school. But, you know, this usually happens when the kid is five. I'm 16, and until today, I was homeschooled. I know what you're thinking. Homeschooled kids are freaks. X-Y-L-O-C-A-R-P. Xylocarp. Or that we're weirdly religious or something. And on the third day, God created the Remington Bull Action Rifle so that man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. Amen. But my family's totally normal, except for the fact that both my parents are research zoologists and we spent the last 12 years in Africa. I had a great life, but then my mom got off her tenure at Northwestern University. So it was goodbye, Africa, and hello, high school. So it's the first day of school, and Katie is introducing to her classmates, and we meet Lizzie Kaplan, a.k.a. Janice Ian. Uh, fun fact, obviously named after Janice Ian on the SNL. First SNL musical guest. I think we've talked about that on Go To There. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go to that episode, whichever one it was, for that fun trivia, uh, as well as Damien, who give him a little bit of the, of the rundown of what, uh, of what the school has to offer. Well, I just wanted to let everyone know that we have a uh, new student joining us. She just moved here all the way from Africa. Welcome. <laughs> I'm from Michigan. Great. Her name is Caddy, Caddy Heron. Where are you, Caddy? That's me. It's pronounced like Katie. My apologies. I have a nephew named Anthony, and I know how mad he gets when I call him Anthony. <laughs> Almost as mad as I get when I think about the fact that my sister named him Anthony. Well, uh, welcome, Katie, and thank you, Mr. Duvall. Well, thank you. And um, if you need anything or if you want to talk to somebody. Uh... Thanks. Maybe some other time when my shirt isn't see-through. OK. OK. Good day, everybody. I feel like that's a very 30 Rock-esque joke. Oh, yeah. Very on point for what we know Tina Fey to be. Yeah. So you mentioned what we wanted to do, uh, just for fun, is do like a sort of, you know, Mean Girls and then where they've come now. You know, like, where are they now? What has Tina Fey done since Mean Girls? (laughs) Who knows? She fell off. She failed. This is her one shot. and She missed it. Um, All right. Well, we're going to skip the obvious. Tina Fey, she's done things. Um, obviously, Lindsay Lohan will go on to this. She would do um, some bigger, bigger things after this. She's 
she's on some hard times right now. Basically, Emma Stone has the career that Lindsay Lohan mm, should have. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan was, I think, a couple years earlier than she needed to be in terms of wanting what Emma Stone has. But I don't wish her luck, but get better, Lindsay. Stop calling people pedophiles and saying that they're trying to sex traffic kids in third world countries. Um, well, it's like Emma Stone did her high school... Super bad. comedy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was thinking easy, but I guess super super bad. Super bad first. But but then but then she actually went to the Oscar stuff. Lindsay had Mean Girls, which should have propelled her to that. But then she kind of got into the uh, yeah she drugs got into, and such. She got and, into the bad. Well, I guess yeah. she got mixed up with like all the Paris Hilton stuff. Oh, and, that's true. And yeah. just fell in. Yeah. I mean, as, as as cliche as it sounds, fell in with the wrong crowd. Um, Lizzie Kaplan would go on. Uh, she would do Party Down. She's just sort of been like a character actress. Yeah. She's done a ton of stuff. She, yeah, with, um, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. yeah, so most notably, probably Masters of Sex, which she got an Emmy nomination oh, for. Oh, good for her. Um, yeah, I'd say that and Party Down are probably the most prominent. Yeah, Party Down's good. If you haven't seen it, please check it out. It is it's, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's in that same vein of like Arrested Development, Office style. It's not so much a mockumentary, but it's just you know these characters existing. Uh, super fun, super fun show. Yeah, and um, Daniel Franzesi has done a couple things here and there. He yeah. he did a guest arc on Looking on mm-hmm. HBO. Yeah, sadly, and he was on canceled before its time. Yeah, and he was on the Freeform show Recovery Road, which is one of those shows that it was it was sort of in the Foster's vein. It was about like a, a rich girl who gets into like drug trouble or something, so she goes she has to go to a treatment center, and he plays one of the. Um, oh, didn't we watch a couple episodes of that? That sounds fun. Um, you or might maybe have. you were watching yeah, it and it was just were, in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I feel like I remember that. that was, well, that was one of those shows that they canceled after one season, but really, like, it was higher rated than than a lot of the shows they have now. So it was just, it was just really like they. It was that era, I guess, when when networks were still canceling shows pretty fast. They've gotten a lot more conservative since then. But it was it was a pretty good show. Like it was the sort of thing where if you like the Fosters, like you would probably like that show too. Yeah. But anyway, well, speaking of Freeform, Mean Girls too does exist and it was a direct tv sequel um i i can't speak to it i don't imagine it's very good there's a reason we don't reference it anymore or at all so there's probably a reason this the the masochist in me wants to watch it and make you watch it Mm -hmm. but i feel like (laughs) is there when you hit by a bus probably then i'll watch it probably but i don't hate myself enough to watch it so um, and then Tim Meadows would go on. Well, Tim Meadows, I don't want to say he peeped, but Tim, o- Tim Meadows fam- more famously comes from SNL and has done like character bits in movies more than I don't think his uh, career has necessarily stagnated. But yeah. um, he's been on the Goldbergs for a few seasons okay. playing. And he's um, on that. He's in the spinoff, right? The schooled. schooled. Um, he's in that, maybe isn't he? I only watched the first episode and I didn't. I'm pretty sure he's I don't in really that. remember. I don't pretty remember. sure he's he. In might, that. I mean, he might have been. I think he was the principal or assistant principal or something. So it would make sense that because I think well, Goldberg obviously <laughs> takes place in the 90s, or excuse me, Goldberg takes place in the 80s. School takes place in the 90s. So, so I, I know some of the staff from the Goldbergs like moved to the spinoff. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he's in that. Yeah. So I mean, he's consistently working. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried, and Lacey Chabert. Oh, well, and, yeah. As we go on. As they come up, yeah. Yeah. So, what else we got going on? Well, it's also funny, like, it never really goes too much, at least not outside of the subtle, but there's clearly something between the principal and Tim Meadows and Tina Fey's character. Um, obviously, they're, he's crushing on her. She's, like, at least not, you know, disgusted by him. So, like, there's sort of, like, this budding romance that is happening throughout, or at least, like, these flirtatious moments that happen throughout, but... 
uh, never really go too far. Um, the the ending sort of sets up like maybe they're together, or at least they're friendly enough to start dancing with one another. But it never really goes anywhere. It never really becomes a big plot point throughout. But then we get the I always I always like I I hate clicks. I should say that I hate clicks, but. I like clicks in movies and TV shows because they're always so transparent. They're always very by the books of like jocks, nerds, blah, blah, blah. But I like the breakdown of the jocks in Mean Girls. I like they're very on the nose. Like yeah. you have the varsity, the JV, you know, the black pretty people, the Asian nerds, uh, and like the Asian pretty people. The Asian yeah. pretty people. Like there's, there's just so many like stereotypes out there that it's just like. Yeah. Well, it was like, yeah, it, it treated it more as like a more complex, like instead of just like the jocks and the nerds. And yeah, the... and, and it, it sort of plays to the strength of like Lindsay Lohan's character in this. The way she's viewing these people isn't as stereotypes. She's viewing them as, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a zoological idea. Like she's viewing them oh, yeah, as like yeah. packs. An- she, anthropological, know, like, yeah. Yeah, like you know, the lions have their territory. The elephants have their territory. The hyenas have... So she's viewing these people not as... I'm, this is gonna sound bad. She's viewing them almost as animals, as opposed to people. You know, like they're they're in their packs. So it's like it's fun. Like, and there's these, there's these running gags throughout the episode of, or the movie um, where she's like, "How would this go down in the world of animals versus the world of people?" And it's just in the world of animals, it's just chaos. It's you know, obviously survival of the fittest. Whoever's the strongest survives. Idea. But she has to convince herself and remind herself like she's not in the world of animals anymore. She's in the world of people and. It is the strongest survives, but how you become the strongest is a different mindset. Well, know? yeah, but but I mean, like, even so, but they still, I mean, you know, the animal world still functions as a metaphor for right, right, right. But I mean, like school. you know, it's it's more mental than physical in yeah. in the people world right. versus the versus the animal world. In the animal world, it is like literally whoever's the strongest physically will survive, rather than in you know human world, it's mental. Who's ever the mentally strongest for the most part. Or can play the game. Or just the prettiest. Or just the prettiest, yeah. Um, But we get um, Lizzie, Kaplan, Janice, and uh, Daniel, Damien, introduce themselves to to Katie for the first time. Is that your natural hair color? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Thank you. See, this is the color I want. This is Damien. He's almost too gay to function. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Janice. So question, Hi, is Katie. her is Janice calling Damien to get a function a projection of her insecurity about Regina George, like calling her a lesbian for all those years? Um I could be read that way. Um because he never officially outs himself and he's never officially admitted that he's gay in the movie. It's kind of based on stereotypes of admitted and just accepted that he is the gay best friend, but it's never fully accepted or addressed that yes he is a homosexual so I guess like her saying that or like I think it's more just like they're friends and so they can joke about it that yeah way. Well, like I mean I, I know it's a term of endearment but like she, you know it ha- comes up a couple times in the movie like she says something about like oh he's out gayed himself this time or something like that yeah. and, like it's almost like I don't know I, I started thinking about it when we were watching it earlier as just sort of uh, you know not necessarily like terrible homophobia but sort of just like she's sort of taking out her own frustration about being called you know gay herself when she isn't and she's sort of mad about it but it's like she sort of projects it onto him I don't know uh, I think that's a possible read I don't think that it is I think it is just like that's how the friends joked was like 
they're comfortable enough, like she can say he's just too gay to function. Well, right, yeah. I mean, obviously, it functions like an inside yeah. so I don't, joke. I, but thing, I don't, but... I don't read it as her living out anything. I think it's just that's their friendship. It's it's sort yeah. of just based on like little jokes. Do you guys know where room G fourteen is? Health Tuesday Thursday room G fourteen. I think that's in the back building. Oh yeah, that's in the back building. Yeah, we'll take you there. Thanks. Watch out, please. New meat coming through. Health, Spanish. You're taking 12th grade calculus? Yeah, I like math. Ew, why? Because it's the same in every country. It's beautiful. This girl is deep. Where's the back building? It burned down in 1987. Won't we get in some sort of trouble for this? Why would we get you into trouble? We're your friends. I know it's wrong to skip class, but Janice said we were friends, and I was in no position to pass up friends. I guess I'll never know what I missed on that first day of health class. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it, promise? OK, everybody take some rubbers. Why don't they just keep homeschooling you? They wanted me to get socialized. Oh, you'll get socialized, all right. A little slice like you. What are you talking about? You're a regulation hottie. What? Own it. How do you spell your name again, Caddy? It's Katie. C-A-D-Y. Yeah, I'm gonna call you Caddy. And now we meet the Plastics, who are respectively Regina George, Rachel McAdams, uh, Gretchen Wieners, Lacey Chabert, and Karen Smith. I hope I got all of those right. Amanda Seyfried. Um, and I like their descriptions that, that, <laughs> that they get. They're kind of just perfect. In the name of all that is holy, would you look at Karen Smith's gym clothes? Of course, all the plastics are in the same gym class. Who are the plastics? They're teen royalty. If North Shore was Us Weekly, they would always be on the cover. That one there, that's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. Damien sat next to her in English last year. She asked me how to spell orange. <laughs> that little one? That's Gretchen Wieners. She's totally rich because her dad invented toaster strudel. Gretchen Wieners knows everybody's business. She knows everything about everyone. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Hey, hey, um, what's happening? And evil takes a human form in Regina George. I'll be fooled, because she may seem like your typical selfish, backstabbing, slut-faced hoe bag, but in reality, she is so much more than that. She's the queen bee, the star. Those other two are just her little workers. Regina George. How do I even begin to explain Regina George? Regina George is flawless. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. I hear her hair is insured for $10,000. I hear she does car commercials in Japan. Her favorite movie is Varsity Blues. One time she met John Stamos on a plane. And he told her she was pretty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. So I want to focus here because okay. I think that a, um, Rachel McAdams and Amanda Seyfried's performances are probably my two favorite in the movie. And that also, it's also, like, for both of them, it's the only performance I think they've ever given like that. Like, they mm. both played a lot of, like, I mean, they've done comedies here and there and lighter stuff, but this is, I don't know, just, like, it's, it's, it's much different from any other roles they've ever played. And, like, they both, like, do it, like, so well. Like, they yeah. totally saw the characters. Like, like, basically every line that Karen has is hilarious. And, like, Regina is just, like, a 
great. I mean, I don't want to say love to hate because you don't even necessarily like hate her, but it's just like, you know, she just gives like, I mean, she completely like gives like a strong embodiment of that character. Yeah. I like, um, as the movie went on, like she's not stupid. She's not a stupid mean girl. She's a smart mean girl, but she also is kind of ignorant. Like she makes small mistakes. She does, you know, small things, but she's she's at the point she is with being a mean girl because she's very good at manipulation so obviously she has some sort of intelligence and and then the whole twist that comes at the very end regarding the burn book like we're expected to believe the picture that she's posting is going to be of katie and then when she turns it around she posts a picture of herself she obviously is very smart but she just makes small dumb mistakes throughout the movie that are kind of like well she is like a rich spoiled girl but she's not dumb she's just so comfortable that she might miss some things because of that. Yeah. Well, she's super manipulative. And I think the reason why that kind of twist works so well when she puts herself in the burn book is because like she, but over the, you know, the however long before that, like she's slowly like been driven out of her queen bee spot. She's gone, mm-hmm. gone, like become more disheveled and crazier. And it's like, but it's like still that moment's like, oh wait, like, you know, she's still Regina George. Like she still is really clever and can pull out, you know, a move to, to, you know, just change everything in her favor, even yeah. when it seems like, you know, don't ever count her out because she'll, right. she can still come through. Yeah. So fun fact, um, Amy Poehler at this time of the movie, she would have been 32 and Rachel McAdams oh my gosh. in the making of this movie, I think would have been, um, I think there's like a seven year difference between, oh, really? between the actresses. I was, I was kind of thinking because yeah. Amy like everyone's Poehler- playing much older than or much younger than they are they're all in their 20s the actors and actresses that are playing these roles they're they're much older than the actual characters themselves yeah there's there's a seven year difference between rachel mcadams and amy poehler and so amy poehler is playing the mother of rachel mcadams and she does a fantastic job in the the few moments that amy poehler is in this movie we'll get to her in just a little bit but the few moments she's in this she steals every scene she's she's the best i love amy poehler i will die for amy poehler there's nothing I want to do for her. <laughs> but yeah, um, but while we're here, I guess so we should talk about should the, their careers with the mini yeah, yeah. uh, Rachel McAdams obviously has like was it, she she had a great year in 2004 because Mean Girls came out and like a few months later The Notebook came out. Yeah. So there was like two back to back, just like huge movies, like totally two different roles. separate different movies. Yeah, totally yeah. different roles. Like she, both movies were extremely successful, mm-hmm. and she kind of went straight into I don't know A list territory. Like oh, she, yeah. she was like extremely well. Man, known. The Notebook got me. Like I, I hate to I admit that it. that movie got me because I, I knew I went in completely blind, and for the bulk of it, I was just like, this is kind of ho hum, you know, romantic, whatever. Yeah. But like when that, like when it sort of starts wrapping up, like I was like, I didn't like full on weep, but I was just like, oh man, like that did not see that coming. Like yeah. it was super well done. Like. I think Nathan Sparks has kind of milked that way too much. Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. Whatever. Whatever. N- Nicholas Sparks. He's milked that kind of incessantly. Um, but uh, I think Notebook was was really good. I, I do think... I don't know how well it holds up, but I think at that time it was kind of like a great movie. Yeah. So. yeah. But since then, she's done yeah, a million yeah. more movies. She's mm-hmm. gotten at least one Oscar nomination for Spotlight. Okay. Um, 
not that might, yeah, might be I think but she's, she's she's on a lot of obviously like big she's the biggest out of this of this movie yeah. she's the biggest star yeah. that has come out of it yeah. um, Amanda Seyfried obviously has done Mamma Mia mm-hmm. um, she actually did she did a Nicholas Sparks movie with Channing Tatum yeah um, um, the love letter Dear John Dear John I Dear think. John yeah, yeah. Um, and now now she's kind of moved into more serious drama roles like she was in First Reformed. Um, which came out last year it was actually really good in it. I think that's sort of movie that was so small it didn't get a ton of attention. But if it it would have gotten more attention, like she gave like a great performance in it. Yeah. But so she's moved on to more indie and dramatic stuff for the most part. Um, Lacey Chabert does Hallmark movies, I think. <laughs> which yeah. not to knock it because right, those no, movies I are mean, super popular yeah, around the holidays. Like, they're cheap to make and they do yeah. well enough that they're fine. I think my. Um, memory of Lacey Chabert was she was the original Meg on Family Guy. Oh, really? She got replaced um, midway through like production season two by Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm not sure if it was just like she didn't like doing the role or if it was a contractual dispute. I'm not entirely sure. But they've, they've poked fun of that over the course of the series. There's an episode where like 10 seasons deep, they do like a back episode where they're traveling back in time. And they go back to the pilot episode and they're like, they're listening to Meg character speak and they're like, Meg sounds different. And Stewie is like, yeah, she sounds like someone who's going to make a really big mistake in their career, <laughs> which my family guy was before, for before Mean Girls. So like obviously yeah. Lacey Chabert, well, Lacey Chabert started on Party of Five and then would go on to Family Guy. Okay. So I think she was the youngest sibling on yeah. Party of Five. So she would do that. She would do Family Guy. I assume it was some sort of contractual thing. Then she would do Mean Girls, and then she's gone on to do like Hallmark stuff, and I'm sure yeah. other things. I don't want to discredit her career. Yeah, I think just, I, first, I haven't really been following her. Yeah, so. I think I first knew her from Lo- the Lost in Space remake. In oh the, God! Yeah, she the, played the the Netflix one or the... no, 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 no. It was the movie that came out in like oh, it was it was it would have been a few years before Mean Girls, but she like played the she played the sister. I think. So, so, yeah, sometime around that. Yeah, that I think that was um, uh, what's his name, Joey from Friends. What's that actor's name? Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. I think that was like his first big movie. No, no, no. The one with the monkey was his first big movie. To be honest. I think Ed. Ed was his first big movie. And then Lost in Space was like supposed to be the big blockbuster of that year. And it was a big flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And and even on Netflix, Lost in Space, I think it was a flop. I think uh, it came and went. Did they renew it? Yeah. I mean, I... Everything everything I heard about it seemed to be bad, but it looked like it was so expensive. I feel like most Netflix shows get renewed within like the weekend of their premiering and i don't remember hearing that one getting renewed yeah. so it depends some it's yeah, yeah sometimes sometimes it's immediately sometimes a it's a little bit longer but yeah like if it's like a multi-produced thing it might take a little while to get all the teams on board yeah. but yeah i don't think it is i don't think it's gotten uh, renewed just yet so we now know of the plastics and now we get to meet the plastics in person as katie joins them for lunch Oh, but before we before we set this up, this uh, this joke of buttering your muffin had to get changed to make sure the movie got a PG thirteen rating. There's a lot of stuff that had to get in here to get changed to make sure it wasn't an R rated film. Hmm. But originally, the character of Jason asking her is her cherry pop. So they had to change it as your muffin buttered. So hey, we're doing a lunchtime survey of new students. Can you answer a few questions? Okay. Is your muffin buttered? <laughs> what? Would you like us to assign someone to butter your muffin? Hi, what? Is he bothering you? Jason, why are you such a skis? I'm just being friendly. Uh, You were supposed to call me last night. Jason, you do not come to a party at my house with Gretchen and then scam on some poor innocent girl right in front of us three days later. She's not interested. 
Do you want to have sex with him? No, thank you. Good. So it's settled. So you can go shave your back now. Bye, Jason. Bitch. Wait. Sit down. Seriously, sit down. Why don't I know you? I'm new. I just moved here from Africa. What? I used to be homeschooled. Wait, what? My mom taught me at home. No, no, I know what homeschool is. I'm not retarded. So you've actually never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up. I didn't say anything. Homeschooled. That's really interesting. Thanks. You're like really pretty. Thank you. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty? Oh, I don't know. Oh my god, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? Oh, my mom made it for me. It's adorable. Oh, it's so fetch. What is fetch? Oh, it's like slang from England. So if you're from Africa, why are you white? Oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. Could you give us some privacy for like one second? Yeah, sure. Okay, you should just know that we don't do this a lot, so this is like a really huge deal. We want to invite you to have lunch with us every day for the rest of the week. Oh, it's okay. Coolness. So we'll see you tomorrow. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. So Rachel McAdams' expressions are amazing in the lunchroom scene. Because, like, when she's saying all the things to Katie, it's like, her voice sounds sincere, but, like, her face, it's like, you could always, it's like a level where... You can tell she's being a little mocking kind of sending, but like it isn't like so much that she's being overtly so, so like, you know, it comes across to someone. Right. It's just like you can see in her eyes that like, you know, she's doing everything for a purpose and it's not very sincere. Yeah, and we as the viewer who pick up on that know that, but as Kate, as we're supposed to be Katie in this yeah. role, who's been homeschooled, who doesn't know exactly sort of the finer social stuff yeah. of, of how you pick up on mean girls and, and stuff like that she's oblivious to it and i think the big takeaway next to fetch of this scene <laughs> is uh, when rachel mcadams character says you're so pretty and Lindsay lohan's response is thank you which is a normal response that you would give if someone compliments you like that and then rachel's response is oh so you think you're pretty like that's giving her this ammunition just to be like oh well now i can use this against you and it's yeah. just, it's so terrible it's so vindictive it's so bad but it's also like it's fun character yeah like it's 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 a terrible terrible way to to act as a person but it's fun just seeing this in a character yeah also the clothes are really interesting in the scene because most people in my cafeteria dress normal high school kid clothes mm -hmm. katie is wearing a big old flannel shirt because right. she doesn't know much about Fashion. i mean i mean it looks good on her but she in general like it doesn't it's not a a, we would think of a typically fashionable. Yeah, she's Meanwhile, Regina is wearing, she looks like she's about to go work at her office shop. Yeah. She's wearing a power suit, but it kind yeah. of like also exemplifies though her, she's in a position of power over this group and everyone in the school. Yeah. So it's like, it, it did kind of sound to me like, oh, she looks like she's going to a job, but in, in a sense of she is the most power, like, I mean, right. she's dressed in a, like power clothing and she is in a power position. So yeah. it kind of works. But it's also fun. Like they never... Like, it's clear to that she is, she's not necessarily the most popular in terms of, like, people like her, but she's, she's popular in that she's the most known and the most yeah. feared. But it's also, like, their clique is three people. It's no bigger and it's no smaller. It's always three people. 
and I I noticed that in 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 previous viewings, but here I was really paying attention to it, and I was, and I've always wondered there has to be a reason why it's never grown or shrunk. You know, like clearly Regina is the head bee, so um, Karen and Gretchen need a leader, but is there a reason why they haven't added a fourth before Katie? Or if they have, where does that fourth ever gone? Or, you know, was the group at one time larger and more than three people? Or has it ever been? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of curious how, like, Karen and Gretchen and Rena, Regina all sort of became a clique, you know? Like, was it because they're just all rich and popular? Um, you know, like, well, Gretchen has, in terms, seemingly the most money because, like, her father invented Tosha Strudel, so I imagine he's, like, a bigger moneymaker than Regina's dad, who we don't yeah. know anything about. Well, we, all we know about them is they have a huge house. They have so. a gigantic house. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I, there's part of me that just wants to know, like, what's the origin of all three of them? Like, how did they become friends, and how did they like? Because if they're all manipulative and backstabbing, how how yeah. have they coexisted for so long without like destroying one? So here, here's how I work out in my mind. Okay. So in middle school, they didn't know each other yet. Regina was best friends with Janice, and. Mm-hmm. So I, my, my take is in middle school, Regina and James were kind of like the it girls, but it's middle school, so it's not really the same kind of like mean, right. mean girl oh, structure yeah. as no, in high the school. Mean girl so but, so they get to high school. school, so yeah. they get to high school. Regina is extremely good looking, extremely rich, so she's naturally going to be at the top of the hierarchy. So she gravitates towards two other girls who are also very, you know, good looking and very rich. Um, there's a reference later to they vote on allowing people to sit with them. So my take is they've had a lot of fourth people and they get expelled after a couple weeks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they, they sit with them for a short period of time. Then they decide for whatever reason, they're not good enough to be with them anymore. And then they get, they release them into the wild. Yeah. They release them to find another group. Yeah. But they're also like the least populated table as a result. Like every other table that we, that we walk by, there's either five or six people. It's either full or nearly full. They're waiting on someone. This table always has three or four people and that's it. They're exclusive. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun (laughs) dynamic of just sort of seeing like they stick out for a reason. Um, but yeah, I've always liked that. It's fun. But yeah, Rachel McAdams is the best in this movie, I think, just in terms of acting, subtle acting, playing the part. I think she does the best job. Yeah. But now that, now that, (laughs) this is one of my favorite bits, but now that Katie has an end with the plastics, Janice realizes there's some way that we can get back at Regina. And we still haven't learned why Janice is so torn. No, we do know at this time. Well, we haven't. We, we just know that she hates her, but we don't. We don't know. We much don't know about the why. full reason why yeah. Janice wants to. Why would? Why Janice would want to get back? At, it's good at foreshadowing, Regina. but unless you know, you it. Right. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the girls' bathroom. Oh my god! Okay, you have to do it. Okay, and then you have to tell me all of the horrible things that Regina says. Regina seems sweet. Regina George is not sweet. She's a scum-sucking road horse. She ruined my life. She's fabulous, but she's evil. Hey, get out of here! Oh my god, Danny DeVito! I love your work. <laughs> that's like my that's probably one of my favorite scenes because it's, it's just so like, random it's so but good it's so good him. yeah like he's so confident and comfortable in the girl's bathroom and like to just diffuse the situation it's just like oh you're danny devito i love you so much you're so cute which danny devito is adorable and i as far as i know he's not problematic so yes i i've heard that he and rio perlman do a lot of good work yeah so yeah that's such a weird coupling for me really yeah well, <laughs> yes and no. Yes, because they're perfect for each other because they're both kind of like weird characters. But it's also, it's like, 
I don't know. It's it just. I mean, they've been together for twenty plus years, and the only time I think we've seen them on screen together was Matilda, right? Um, I don't think they. That's one thing I can. Think yeah, about it. I don't know. It's just it's such a weird power. It's the weird power couple is maybe a better way to think of it. Isn't yeah, it? I don't know. But Danny DeVito's adorable. He's great. Why do you hate her? What do you mean, Regina? You seem to really hate her. Yes. What's your question? Well, my question is why. Regina started this rumor that Jenna's. Damien. Shall we not? No, look, this isn't about hating her, okay? I just think that it would be like a fun little experiment if you were to hang out with them and then tell us everything that they say. What do we even talk about? Hair products. Ashton Kutcher. Is that a band? Would you just do it, please? Okay, fine. Do you have anything pink? Oh. Yes. And I guess, like, we, did, we, we mentioned it sort of in passing, but, like, Lindsay Lohan really is, like, a socially inept person, but she still takes two going from a homeschooled kid to you know uh, a public school kid very well you know like she still has like some idea of like social norms for the most part and i guess that is maybe like a credit to her parents like her parents probably helped because it seems like they're not like religious fanatics so like it seems like they have some sort of normal understanding of or not normal normal is, is kind of a bad word to use but understanding like social hierarchy or or just like normal social etiquette of how you act around people. Um, do you, did you grow up any knowing any homeschooled kids personally? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think like, I played on soccer teams where there must've been someone at some point who played on there who was homeschooled, but not that I can remember. Okay. I mean, I do have story. I mean, two of my best friends that, and well, I mean, the, the whole family we know, uh, were homeschooled some more than others just as the family went along some more as they as the younger kids grew up they were starting public school but one of our best friends grew up in a homeschooled environment and I actually met him around the same time this movie came out we met him around 2004 and it was like a very jarring experience and it was a comical experience because at the time our little clique of friends had never met anyone who was homeschooled. Or at least if they were homeschooled, they didn't have the social standing or the social misunderstanding that that he had. Like, he just didn't know basic social etiquette. He didn't know, like, it's okay to laugh at someone or it's okay to, like, make jokes about your friends. Like, if your friend does something funny, you sort of poke fun at it. You make fun of it. Like, it was just, like, he just didn't read it. But, yeah, it's just, like, so it's, it's always it was always just really jarring seeing someone like that come into the world. And like, as we know them now, I mean, if you, if you showed them a picture or a video of themselves acting, how they were 10, 15 years ago to what they are now, like they're completely different. They've changed a lot. And they did grow up in a religious uh, household of being homeschooled. So uh, there was a lot of ideas also in terms of where they stood on just sort of, you know, political or, or ideological. Or just, Killing the you know, homosexuals. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that were very, like, taboo or, or questionable about them. So it's it's interesting to see that change and to see that dynamic happen over the change or, or over the course of the years. It's, it's really fun. Um, other than that, like, that was the first homeschool kid I'd ever met. And I, I don't think homeschooling is wrong. I think homeschooling is totally fine. But I think there is this idea of like you need social etiquette also in addition to being a homeschooled kid you need to be able to know how to just act around people whether that be acting normal or whatever there's 
you you need both. So like if you have a, a homeschool kid who's completely in the home and doesn't get any sort of outside world interaction, I think that's going to be way more detrimental personally and in my experience versus someone who is homeschooled but still has social outings, like they have a job or, or they go to various church meetings or something around their community. As long as they're involved in the community, I think that's going to be way better than just completely holding them up and, and leaving them inside. But enough of my soapbox. Yeah. We get, we get the crush of Aaron Samuels, who's played by... Jonathan Bennett. Yeah, who, in addition to Damien, has also come out since this movie. Well... Um, as an actor, yes. As not, an, <laughs> not, not in, not in the movie. movie. Not in the movie. Yeah, yeah. As, as a, well, not an actor, as a person. As a person. As, a, <laughs> as an actor, he plays gay. As a human, he plays straight. Yeah, and the, the well, I would say, what has he done since then? Um, yeah, I, I think he's done, like, like bit parts on, like, the CW. He hosted some Food Network show, like, Cake Wars yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's gotten regular work, yeah. but I don't think. Also, he was in the Thank You Next Mean Girls homage Ariana Grande oh, video. God. Oh, that's right. That, I guess yeah. that is the most topical thing that's come out about Mean Girls since since this has been Ariana Grande doing that. Yeah. I don't like her. But now we're at the Plaxis table for the first time. Well, the first time since Katie's officially part of the Plastics. Having lunch with the Plastics was like leaving the actual world and entering girl world. And girl world had a lot of rules. You can't wear a tank top two days in a row, and you can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week. So I guess you pick today. Oh, and we only wear jeans or track pants on Fridays. Now, if you break any of these rules, you can't sit with us at lunch. Well, I mean, not just you, like, any of us. Okay, like, if I was wearing jeans today, I would be sitting over there with the art freaks. (laughs) Oh, and we always vote before we ask someone to eat lunch with us, because you have to be considerate of the rest of the group. Well, I mean, you wouldn't buy a skirt without asking your friends first if it looks good on you. I wouldn't. Right. Oh, and it's the same with guys. Like, you may think you like someone, but you could be wrong. 120 calories and 48 calories from fat. What percent is that? Uh, 48 into 120? I'm only eating foods with less than 30% calories from fat. It's 40%. Well, 48 over 120 equals X over 100. And then you cross multiply and get the value of X. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. So, have you seen any guys that you think are cute yet? Well, there's this guy in my calculus class. Who is it? It's a senior. His name's Aaron Samuels. (gasps) No, 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 no. Oh no, no. you can't like Aaron Samuels. That's Regina's ex-boyfriend. They went out for a year. Yeah, and then she was devastated when he broke up with her last summer. I thought she dumped him for Shane Oman. Okay, irregardless, ex-boyfriends are just off-limits to friends. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Don't worry. I'll never tell Regina what you said. It'll be our little secret. Well, so that shows the example that Katie is smart and, you know, sort of sets up the whole, like, she has some sort of math intelligence and will lead into the math leads. But it also shows, like, Regina is not stupid, but she's not, like, her strength doesn't lie in arithmetic or things like that like she's smart more socially than she is you know education also cheese fries are apparently less than 30 percent calories yeah fat. i think like that's also like the joke it's <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not gonna eat this chocolate but i'll go and get a bunch of cheese fries but it's also setting up like gretchen makes the comment of you know if you like someone you know you sort of have to check the group first to make sure like the group is okay with it before and obviously is showing like there's some sort of infighting in between you know 
of the plastics in where like Gretchen has her because she's clearly infatuated with Jason, but the rest of the plastics have some sort of stance against him. Yeah, and well, you can also kind of hear <laughs> that, like the manual is coming through here because it's like you know people will invent rules and stick to them for the benefit of the group, even if it you know right. suppresses their own personal. Yeah, thoughts. and then that comes back later. Yeah. And Regina literally says, like, "Who cares? Those are stupid rules. We make them up." And she's like, "Well, you gotta stick to them because you made <laughs> us stick to them." And it's like, yeah, it's until until it you know benefits or doesn't benefit the person, then it's just like, well, rules are arbitrary anyway and dumb. But Katie admits that she does like someone who has a, a history with the plastics. But now we get to uh, get in. We're going shopping. Oh yeah, get in loser. We're going shopping. Yeah. yeah, now we get to get in loser. We're going shopping. And the the fashion of the mall scene is funny <laughs> because it's still Katie is still getting her bearings because she's wearing the pink Lacoste shirt she borrowed from Damien, and it's like the other three are very fashionable and put yeah. together. She's like wearing this massively oversized shirt, right. walking around the mall with them. Yeah, like, like, clearly, clearly doesn't look like part of the group yet. Like she's known. All right, on Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> She just assumes, like, everything's basically got to be pink, where, like, all the other plastic, like, there's, like, a subtle hint of pink to their costumes or their 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 outfits, where, like, it's just a full-on pink polo, oversized. <laughs> like, she clearly didn't have anything else pink, so she should have borrowed a shirt. But I like this bit of the movie because it shows, like, it shows where the intelligence of Regina lies. And, it's again, it's not in her necessarily, in her schooling. It's in her manipulation social levels and, and social, manipulation yeah. and how she can... She can play. She pull. She could pull the strings to to her benefit, or at least to her friends' benefits as well. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Oh my God, there's Jason. Where? Oh, there he is. Oh, and he's with Taylor Waddell. I heard they're going out. Wait, Jason's not going out with Taylor. No, he cannot blow you off like that. He's such a little skis. Give me your phone. But you're not gonna call him, right? Do you think I'm an idiot? No. Waddell on South Boulevard? Call her ID. Not when you connect from information. Hello? Hello, may I please speak to Taylor Waddell? She's not home yet. Who's calling? Oh, this is Susan from Planned Parenthood. I have her test results. If you could have her give me a call as soon as she can. It's urgent. Thank you. She's not going out with anyone. <laughs> Okay, that was so fetch. <laughs> Mom. Ah, so we get to Regina's mansion. It's gigantic. And we get the introduction of Amy Poehler. I'm going to go back to that last scene just real quick. Like, it again, it just shows, like, how Regina is really intelligent. But it's so mean. But that doesn't seem to impact that Taylor girl. Because she shows up in the rest of the movie just in, like, in the background, like still flirting with that character. So I guess she was able to maybe dispel to her yeah, mother. Yeah, she's like, it's her mom. She didn't I go to Planned Parenthood. I did not go to Planned Parenthood. There was nothing involved. Like, but this is fun because it's it's the biggest scene that we have of Amy Poehler and it just shows like a fun like mom who... She's who not tries, a regular mom. She's, she's a fun mom. She's a cool mom. Like the mom that tries to keep up with her kid more than trying to be like a better parent. I mean, she's not that much. She's only seven years older she's than her. She's only seven so. years different. So I mean, it makes sense. And also, <laughs> I like the little sister, who again, like, should be not watching 
Khalees's milkshake video and or any of the things she's watching on the TV, yeah, but she, she imitates everything. <laughs> yeah, like if Amy Poehler was essentially a better parent, would be like, hey, maybe don't do. Yeah. Like you can watch this, but just don't. Well, the milkshake one isn't too bad. When she watched the Spring bad, Break Girls Gone yeah, Wild the girls video, it's a little bit too much. But yeah, the little girl looks like she's probably only ten or twelve. Yeah. Like she shouldn't be. She's doing... a plastic in training. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> is really nice. I know, right? Make sure you check out your mom's boob job. Their heart is rocks. I'm home. Hey, Kylie. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. How are my best girlfriends? Hey, Mrs. George. This is Katie. Hello, sweetheart. Hi. Welcome to our home. want you to know if you need anything don't be shy okay there are no rules in this house I'm not like a regular mom I'm a cool mom <laughs> right Regina please stop talking okay I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat this is your room it was my parents room but I made them trade me hey put on 98.8 Katie, do you even know who sings this? Um, the Spice Girls? <laughs> I love her. She's like a Martian. <laughs> I love this scene so much because the song they're playing is Overdrive by Katie Rose. No one knows who Katie Rose is. I do. Katie Rose was one of the very many knockoffs of Avril Lavigne in the early aughts. And so she, like, her image was, she was basically making pop rock music, but she was like a rebel-y, whatever type image. And I actually, I, I, I like the song. I actually liked, liked her album. But this song was not a hit. No one knows who she was. So I, I just, like, always found it hilarious. They were like, do you even know who sings this? Because, like, no one in the general public, even back when this movie came out, nope. knew who sang that song. I don't know who Katie Rose is. It makes me think of Ruby Rose, who is from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> That's about it. And, like, I really also don't like the way they set up turning on the radio because they, like, turn on 98.8, and it's, like, just you could just say turn on the radio. Like, why did you give a specific? That's radio the cool station, station. But it never comes back. Like that never comes back. That that's the cool radio station that everyone listens to, or at least that's where you get the music from. You can just say, oh, turn on the music, or turn on the song, or turn on the radio, or turn on this. Like you get when you get specific like that, and you say turn on X, and it never comes back. It always just bugs me because it's like, why did you get so specific? Well, it's just a throwaway line. I know, but it's. But is that, But then why make it a throwaway line when you can just say, turn on the radio? And then, like, I also, I also don't, like, once the radio is turned on and the music starts, like, they're all, well, save for Katie, the other three plastics are standing around the radio, and they have to, like, look at each other, like, to designate, like, yes, this is the song <laughs> that we want to listen to, and we all are in agreement, and then we all walk away collectively to look in the mirror. It's just, like... I've never liked that scene in the entirety of the movie. I've never liked that because I don't like the specificity, the specificity of the radio station, and that they all have to acknowledge. Yes, this is the music that we're listening well, to. Let's now look in the mirror. Like, what if the music? And one also, I'm, I get it. I get movie magic. I get it. I'm being just very pedantic right now, but I don't like when movies turn on radios or music 
and the music starts at the very beginning. You never get the music in the middle of a song. You never get the music at the end of a song. It's always exactly at the beginning. Ha! Huh. Anyway, I don't like that. Well, um, I love that scene because I remember <laughs> I, I knew that song before we was using the movie, and I remember watching the movie and all of a sudden it playing, and I was like, I was just like so dumbfounded because it was like it was. I mean, to be honest, when I was sixteen or however, I really did like that song, but like I knew at the time it was a big flop. So like it was just like it was just so because it had been out a few months, I think, by the time you we and all your IT prep friends were like, "Oh my god, I love this song, Katie Rose." <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, exactly. she's in a movie. Exactly. That, yeah. But no, like, I always just, I always, I don't know. I, that's the reason why I love it because it is just, I don't know, I find it hilarious. All right. Fair enough. My Heart's on Overdrive. It's a terrible song. Uh, but we learn of the burn book, which is a pretty important plot point. Oh my god, I remember this. Ugh. I haven't looked at that in forever. Here, check it out, Katie. It's our burn book. So we cut out girls' pictures from the yearbook, and then we wrote comments. Trang Pack is a grotesque little biatch. Still true. Don Schweitzer is a fat virgin. Still half true. <laughs> Amber D'Alessio, she made out with a hot dog. Janice Ian Dyke. Who is that? I think that's that kid Damien. Yeah, he's almost too gay to function. <laughs> that's funny. Put that in there. <laughs> oh no. Maybe that was only okay when Janice said it. I like. I also like that. Like, obviously, like Lindsay Lohan's character is now learning. Like, oh, there's social etiquette. Like, there's some jokes you say to your friends that you don't say to certain people. Blah blah blah. But that joke of made out with a hot dog was another one of the jokes that had to be changed to bump down from an R rating to a PG thirteen because the NBAA are a bunch of like five old white women that don't understand how anything works. How misogynist or not misogynist? Yeah, misogynist of you. It's true, though. That's literally what that group is. No, well, it's, it's not. No, it is. It is tends to be. I think religiously. I'm pretty influenced. sure I remember re- at least like the when I learned the information, it was at the time five old white women yeah. were. It might maybe yeah. it's gotten a little bit progressive. Maybe added some men to it. Maybe uh, well, I don't know. But anyway, well, the, the, the documentary this film is not yet rated is basically all about the NPA. It's it's old now, but I feel like it's still relevant. So oh yeah, like and it's until that shit changes, it needs to stay. yeah. That film is will forever be relevant, but that line had to be changed from masturbated with a hot dog to made out with a hot oh. dog. You know, honestly, I thought made out with a hot dog away. was a little weird because yeah. how like masturbated with a hot dog makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but you could still get away with it, or like if you just change the word masturbated. You could nail, you could nail, yeah, but fifteen years ago, obviously yeah. you couldn't then. Yeah. But we now have to um, get the information back to Janice and Damien, as well as we get a little fun Tina Fey joining in on the fun. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about me? You're not in it. Those bitches. Will this minimize my pores? No. Caddy, you gotta steal that book. No way! Oh, come on, we could publish it and then everybody would see what an axe wound she really is! I don't steal. That is for your feet. Caddy, there are two kinds of evil people. People who do evil stuff and people who see evil stuff being done and don't try to stop it. Does that mean I'm morally obligated to burn that lady's outfit? Oh my god, that's Miss Norbury. Oh, I love seeing teachers outside of school. It's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. Oh, hey guys, what's up? I didn't know you worked here. Yeah, moderately priced soaps are my calling. You shopping? No, no, I'm just here with my boyfriend. Joking. Sometimes older people make jokes. My Nana takes her wig off when she's drunk. Your Nana and I have that in common. 
No, uh, actually, I'm just here because I bartend a couple nights a week down at PJ Calamities. <laughs> Katie, I hope you do join Mathletes, you know, because uh, we start in a couple weeks, and I would love to have a girl on the team, just, you know, so the team could meet a girl. I think I'm going to do it. Great. You can't join Mathletes. It's social suicide. Thanks, Damien. <laughs> well, this has been sufficiently awkward, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Oh, man, that is bleak. That line kind of, like, we see it in 30 Rock sometimes. Tina Fey, like, sometimes writes the stereotypes, like, oh, you know, the mathletes will, you know, join the team so they'll meet a girl. Like, that's just, that's the sort of edge of writing where, like, she kind of relies on just kind of, like, a little bit low-hanging, just kind of... Yeah, but I think, like, not to defend her, but I think, like, it is, like, a product of her time. Like, I'm yeah. sure her coming up, like, she maybe was on the mathletes, or... Like, at least her observation of mathletes was it probably was a male-dominated sport. Well, sure, I mean, so. yes, that's the stereotype. But it's just, like, sometimes, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, some her jokes sometimes, like, lean to, like, those, like, very, like, base stereotypes. But that's true. But I do, like, because, I mean, this is still pre-30 Rock, so, like, I like her sarcasm and her wit in this scene oh, yeah. of, like, yeah. oh, I'm just here with my boyfriend. Yeah. Sometimes like, really, old people make like, jokes. Like, rugged old guy, yeah. like, they're clear, like, he's, like, in on the joke, but he's not, because he's, like... He's, like, looking at them like, I don't know this lady. It's just, it's fun. But, like, this is just showing, like, her sharpness and her wit. And it's still, as many times as I've seen this movie, I always forget that Janice and Damien are not in the same math class. Or they are they? They're not in the same well, math we, class. Well, we never see them in a math class. We only, we could yeah, so, like, I guess they're in, like, a different class with Katie. And then Katie's in a math class with Aaron. Yeah. And, yeah, because she's in a senior level count class. But, yeah. like, they all know Miss Norbury, but they're not in the same class with each other. But it's always, like, but like the classrooms are the exact same setup for yeah. the most part that I'm, like, I always forget that, like, they're not in the same math class together, but they all know everyone well enough, if that makes sense. Like, they all know Miss Norbury, but they're not in the same math class oh, with you know Katie. Oh, Maybe Miss Norbury's their home teacher because in the scene at the beginning, That's true. she walks she in and, and in. they're yeah. all sitting there. But... Or maybe they are all in the math class, but they don't interact. No, I think, it, no, it's, it, that, that she must be their homeroom teacher. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah, yeah, she's definitely in there. She's Because she, that's when she walks in yeah, they and they're in that class when she's introducing yeah. everyone. But obviously when she's in the actual math class, she's behind Aaron Samuels and they're not in there. So she must yeah. be their homeroom teacher and that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, <laughs> this is also like a movie. This movie is like a product of a time and like yes, there's cell phones, but they're not iPhones yet. They're still flip phones, and there's also still landlines, yeah. which you know it's still it's obviously pre chat, uh, pre Snapchat, pre Facebook, pre Instagram, all of that yeah. stuff. Like those things don't exist. Like they're just fevered pitches in this game. So like uh, we get a three way call attack between uh, Rachel, uh, Katie, and Gretchen. Hello? I know your secret. Oh god, busted. Just start apologizing and crying. No, play cool. Secret? What are you saying about? Gretchen told me that you like Aaron Samuels. I mean, I don't care. Do whatever you want. But let me just tell you something about Aaron. All he cares about is school and his mom and his friends. Is that bad? But if you like him, whatever. I mean, I could talk to him for you if you want. Really? You would do that? I mean, nothing embarrassing though, right? Oh no, trust me. I know exactly how to play it. But wait, aren't you so mad at Gretchen for telling me? No. Because if you are, you can tell me. It was a really bitchy thing for her to do. Yeah, it was pretty bitchy, but uh, I'm not mad. I mean, I guess she just likes the attention. See, Gretchen, I told you she's not mad at you. I can't believe you think I like attention. Okay, love ya. See you tomorrow. <sighs> 
I had survived my first three-way calling attack. And with Regina's blessing, I started talking to Aaron more and more. And now we get a Halloween scene, which we're not going to so much show too many clips from this because a lot of it is visual. But it's also showing, like, uh, again, the repeating theme for Lindsay Lohan's character, at least the first half of the film, is her social ineptitude. Yeah. And she sold it to a costume party, right. so she dresses up in a scary costume for yeah, Halloween. And she doesn't. She forgets the rules of how typically young females will dress for Halloween. So she goes as a zombie wife's or a zombie bride slash ex-wife, which is a really gnarly costume. While everyone else dresses a little bit more sexfully. Yeah, this is another thing that's of its time though, because even though. I think still now, like, yes, like it's a, it's a cliche for like every like woman's costume on Halloween is like sexy this, sexy that, but it's like it's I, I don't know, like I feel like you couldn't play the scene the exact same way where it's like women use Halloween as the only day they can dress up as a slut and not be judged for it, like right. like you I, you could still maybe do a similar concept, but you couldn't write it in the exact same way today. I don't yeah. think because because yeah you you couldn't really phrase it in the same way as like women can dress as a slut and it's okay that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it shouldn't be... I mean, like, women obviously should be able to dress however they want, whatever they want, you know. And 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 obviously the, you know, the term slut or a whore, bitch, whatever, is still very derogatory. And you don't use that for males and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you know, the idea that women use Halloween as a, a reason to be a slut is very outdated and, and has lessened over the time. Um uh, since this movie's come out, but you know, you, you still go out for Halloween. There are still women that. Oh right, well, and they say like, yeah, like do it. sexy, whatever, I'm, still I'm, a cliche, but it's like I don't think it can... is like derogatory. I think I've, in the area that we live in, and like when October is around, like it's colder, like it's not yeah. freezing, but it's typically it's colder. So like honestly, it's more like it's brave to go out dressed as skimpily as you are, and uh, you know, either little to no leggings and like just this like skin tight outfit if you want to do that i'm to me like the more layers the better but if you want to dress like that it's more like commendable than slutty like i i salute you for i mentioned little to no leggings what what i mean like well because i mean what is little leggings well well a legging to me is like stockings or tights right so if you're not using stockings or tights and it's full-on just like boots no nothing from like your ankle or thigh up to your waist and you're just wearing like a skirt that's that's little to no stockings it's very brave that's my yeah that's commendable like that's that's great but i also don't want to hear you talk about oh it's so cold you chose this dress you knew what you were going out in that's on you you get no sympathy for me for that but we see that again the manipulative side of regina as she talks to aaron Didn't anybody tell you? You were supposed to wear a costume. Shut up. I need to talk to you. You know that girl, Katie? Yeah, she's cool. I invited her tonight. Well, be careful because she has a huge crush on you. Really? How do you know? Because she told me. She tells everybody. It's kind of cute, actually. She's like a little girl. She like writes all over her notebook, Mrs. Aaron Samuels. And she made this t-shirt that says, I heart Aaron, and she wears it under all her clothes. Oh, come on. Well, who can blame her? I mean, you're gorgeous. And okay, look, I'm not saying she's a stalker, but she saved this Kleenex you used, and she said she's gonna do some kind of African voodoo with it, 
to make you like her. What? This was it. Regina said she would talk to Aaron for me, and now she was. I know she's kind of socially retarded and weird, but she's my friend, so just promise me you won't make fun of her. Of course I'm not going to make fun of her. How could Janice hate Regina? She was such a good... <gasps> Slut! What are you doing? You broke up with me. That's crazy. Why would I break up with you? You're so hot. Ah! That's a scary mask, bro. I had never felt this feeling before. I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. My stomach felt like it was going to fall out my butt. I had this lump in my throat like after you dry swallow a big pill. I hated Regina. I hated her. So Katie meets up with Damien and Janice and learns that we've got to develop a plan to destroy the plastics. Regina George is an evil dictator. Now, how do you overthrow a dictator? You cut off her resources. Regina would be nothing without her high-status man candy, technically good physique, an ignorant band of loyal followers. Now, Caddy, if we want this to work, you are going to have to keep hanging out with them like nothing is wrong. Can you do it? I can do it. Okay, let's rock this bitch. Pretending like nothing was wrong turned out to be surprisingly easy. And Regina wanted me to tell you that she was trying to hook you up with Aaron, but he was just interested in getting her back. And that's not Regina's fault. No, I know. Okay, so you're not mad at Regina? God, no. Oh, okay, good, because Regina wanted me to give you this. It's called the South Beach Fat Flush, and all you drink is cranberry juice for 72 hours. This isn't even cranberry juice. It's cranberry juice cocktail. It's all sugar. <laughs> I want to lose three pounds. You're crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, if you had a urinary infection, because that's what cranberry juice treats, but other than that, like, I mean, I realize it's, like, supposed to be, like, satirical, like, of all the whatever diets, so, like, yeah, just drink, drink, drink cranberry juice for three yeah. days straight to lose weight. Yeah. But, like, it's, what's, the, what's the fat right now? Whole30 is the new... Yeah, Whole30. Yeah. yeah. Which, so I mean, you... I've got a friend that's doing it, or, or, or did it, I think, in the last month, and they lost 10 to 15 pounds, so, like... How much of that was water weight? I'm not gonna take that away from them. Let them have their pride, you know, yeah, and let sure. them let them have their moment. But yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like she. This again is showing like her ignorance. But once Caddy's Katie's on the scene, like she's showing like her money for the power again, like of controlling her. But like, yeah, she's not even listening to what Aaron's saying. She just wants to lose three pounds, right? Like it's all about like the weight loss, and no one. She can't also three pounds. Like I, again, I that. That's part of the point of the joke. It's like three pounds. Like you can't even see three pounds no. if you go up or down three pounds. Right. Like three pounds would mean nothing, especially to someone yeah. in her shape. Like she doesn't really need to lose any weight, I don't yeah. think. But yeah. that's high school. Well, yeah, obviously that's part of that's probably again coming from the queen bees, whatever manual. Like you know, like some teenage girls like if, have an obsession with losing, losing weight. weight so, yeah, then exactly. You're just either stagnating yeah. or you're gaining. So it's yeah. like you gotta always be losing something, which is horrible mentality. But we get a, f I'm, we're not going to show this just for, it's mostly visual, but we get a fun little montage of them trying to ruin Regina's life, but. It just makes it, her cooler. It makes her cooler, but we then find a break in the, in the case of how they can actually start breaking down at least the army of skinks, as, as Janice has put it. 
ass, you guys. It's been a month, and all we've done is make Regina's face smell like a foot. I've been really busy with choir. We gotta crack Gretchen Wieners. We crack Gretchen, and then we crack the lock on Regina's whole dirty history. Say crack again. Crack. All right, let's reconvene tonight. I can't. I have to go to Regina's to practice for the talent show. We're doing a dance to this song. Jingle Bell Rock. You guys know that song? Everybody in the English-speaking world knows that song. They do it every year. Well, I have to learn it. Uh-oh, come. Hey. Why were you talking to Janice Ian? I don't know, I mean, she's so weird. She just, you know, came up to me and started talking to me about crack. <laughs> she's so pathetic. Let me tell you something about Janice Ian. We were best friends in middle school. I know, right? It's so embarrassing. I don't even, whatever. So then in eighth grade, I started going out with my first boyfriend, Kyle, who was totally gorgeous, but then he moved to Indiana. And Janice was like weirdly jealous of him. Like if I would blow her off to hang out with Kyle, she'd be like, why didn't you call me back? And I'd be like, why are you so obsessed with me? So then for my birthday party, which was an all girls pool party, I was like, Janice, I can't invite you because I think you're a lesbian. I mean, I couldn't have a lesbian at my party. There are gonna be girls there in their bathing suits. I mean, right, she was a lesbian. So then her mom called my mom and started yelling at her. It was so retarded. And then she dropped out of school because no one would talk to her. When she came back in the fall for high school, all of her hair was cut off and she was totally weird. And now I guess she's on crack. Oh my God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Uh, it was my mom's in the 80s. <gasps> Vintage, so adorable. Thanks. <laughs> that is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. Oh my god, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? <laughs> so are you gonna send any candy canes? No. I don't send them, I just get them. <laughs> so, you better send me one, Biatch. Love ya. I was definitely sending her one. I was gonna use three candy canes to crack Gretchen Wieners. Three, please. So another interesting moment when Katie learns, I, 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 or maybe understands Regina more, is after she praises the other girl's skirt, and then when wow. she leaves, tells her like how it's the ugliest skirt she, ugliest skirt she's ever seen, <laughs> and thinks back to her praising her bracelet, and then realize yeah. like it, it just puts another piece like because before she had kind of like the raw emotion of oh Regina just stole the boy I liked or whatever, but now it's like oh also she works on a totally more Under subtle manipulative level yeah. to. You know, on the surface, be genuine or what, or be be nice or whatever. But actually, it's her <laughs> her her praise is an insult, right? Or like, just because she like like two meanings to something like, yeah, you could be saying it's nice and still being like disgusted. Yeah, so she starts to learn she has to be, she has to be manipulative, right. manipulative as and well as deal. Yeah, Regina and Janice, at least Regina's side of what Janice is of her and Janice's friendship used to be. Which, if I'm Katie in this situation, and Regina, just, Regina has just told me that, I would go to Janice and be like, so what's the history between you guys? If I don't already know, like, what's the history? Because she's just told me this story. There's clearly another side. Let's figure this out. But obviously for movie reasons... Well, and part of less, it is that she hates fun, her, but she also respects her and still wants to be liked by her, so she will still take some of the things she says that... At value. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. Um, but... Katie still learns how we can start getting under the the skin of the rest of the the plastics. <laughs> Candy cane grounds. Okay, hurry up. Taylor Zimmerman, two for you. Glen Coco, four for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. Uh, 
And, uh, Caddy Heron. Do we have a Caddy Heron here? It's Katie. Oh, Katie, here you go. One for you. Um, and none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. Who's that from? Thanks for being such a great friend. Love, Regina. That's so sweet. Once Gretchen thought Regina was mad at her, the secrets started pouring out. All I had to do was wait for one we could use. So Regina just said in the previous scene, I don't send them, I get them. If Gretchen knows Regina very well, wouldn't she know that Regina doesn't send them? So wouldn't she be a little more curious as like, why would Regina start, suddenly start sending them? Well, no, I, I think this is on character because prim Gretchen's primary concern is being liked and being popular. So I, I think it's totally authentic for her first thought to be, why is Regina sending something instead of, you know, right. like, okay. why is Regina, Regina sending to someone who's not me instead right. of, wait, why is she sending yeah. me? Like, that's I think true. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, then we get the Winter Talent Show, which we're not going to play too many clips of. I want to play Damien's clip because it's the funniest. Um, because, honestly, the balls to be able to sing a solo in front of your class and your student body, in addition to singing a terrible Christina Aguilera I say, Especially song, when it's a terrible song, like Beautiful is, by Christina Aguilera. absolutely, hey, kudos. But, I mean, he does the best that he can, and it's got a lot of funny moments in it. Let's hear it for Damien. Don't look at me. Regina send you guys candy canes and not me. Maybe she forgot about you. Yeah, Regina has been acting kind of weird lately. I mean, is something bothering her? Well, I mean, her parents totally don't sleep in the same bed anymore, if that's what you mean. Oh my God, don't tell her I told you that. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can bring me down. She'll bring me down today. No offense, but why would she send you a candy cane? She doesn't even like you that much. Maybe she feels weird around me because I'm the only person that knows about her nose job. But the, the Winter Talent Show goes on very well. We get a fun little, like, we get more Amy Poehler, who's, who's super great. Doing Dancing the in the aisle. Doing, like, the faux choreography for the girls. And then we get, like, a fun acapella version once the CD, CD skips of Jingle Bell Rock. But for the sake of, of the show, we're going to skip it. Uh, but it's a great scene altogether. Um, but we also get, uh, I think, the final fetch of the movie, as well as Gretchen fully breaking. So she just can't take it anymore. That was the best it ever won. That was awesome. Uh, lip gloss. Hey, good job, Africa. Thanks. Oh, Katie's blushing. Oh my god, you totally have a crush on that guy. No, I don't. That's why you wanted to join the mathletes. Mathletes? You hate math. Look how red she is. You love him, and he totally complimented you. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Why should Caesar get to stomp around like a giant while the rest of us try not to get smushed under his big feet? What's so great about Caesar? Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Okay, Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. And when did it become okay for one person to be the boss of everybody, huh? Because that's not what Rome is about. We should totally just stab Caesar! Gretchen Wieners had cracked. Okay. If you even knew how mean she really is, you know that I'm not allowed to wear hoop earrings, right? 
Two years ago, she told me that hoop earrings were her thing and that I wasn't allowed to wear them anymore. And then for Hanukkah, my parents got me this pair of really expensive white gold hoops. And I had to pretend like I didn't even like them. And it was so sad. And you know she cheats on Aaron. Yes, every Thursday he thinks she's doing SAT prep, but really, she's hooking up with Shane Oman in the projection room above the auditorium. And I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. <laughs> Jackpot. Gretchen's secret had put the plan back in motion. We learned she's Jewish. We, well, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I always forget, because it's not it's not a big mainstay of the character. Yeah. But also, like, all these little things that Gretchen keeps saying over and over. Like, when, when he gets in, it's like, all the rules are fake. Like, it makes all these things even more hilarious in retrospect, because it's like, everything she did was just to basically control you, yeah. not to actually be real yeah. rules or matter. Yeah. Like, all these things that you didn't do or turned down or whatever made you unhappy, like, was for no reason. Yeah, and like, even like the stuff that you're using against you, like, oh, you got you got expensive white gold hoop earrings and yeah. you had, like, that's still like very first world problems. Like, it's hard to really find sympathy for something like that. Like, it's really bad. So then we get the second way that we can ruin Regina's George's image and we get the cow team box. Well, well we, we say the, the, the second way they try to do it is to they try to get her to break up with Aaron by getting him to the projection room above the auditorium to see Regina hooking up with Shane Oman. But unfortunately, no matter how they do it, whether it's uh, swim practice is moved to the projection room or someone has taken Kitty's purse and the robber runs to the projection room, they can they never quite catch them in the act. So they then fall on the cow team bars to, yeah. to ruin her quote-unquote technically hot body so after the fun montage we start learning that katie is blending more and more into the plastics but in a bad way as opposed to still trying to get information she's using it more to her benefit and she's so obsessed with the dream regina she can't stop talking about her or thinking about her i was a woman possessed I spent about 80% of my time talking about Regina, and the other 20% of the time, I was praying for someone else to bring her up so I could talk about her more. She's not even that good looking if you really look at her. I don't know. Now that she's getting fatter, she's got pretty big jugs. I could hear people getting bored with me, but I couldn't stop. It just kept coming up like word vomit. I have this theory that if you cut all her hair off, she'd look like a British man. Yeah, I know you told me that one before. Okay. Hey, I'm having an art show, so. Why don't you take a night off from your double life? I want you to see it. Goldness. What is that smell? Oh, Regina gave me some perfume. You smell like a baby prostitute. Thanks. Meanwhile, I was finding any excuse I could to talk to Aaron. I don't get this. Do you get any of this? Nice job, Katie. Kind of seems like you get it. If I was going to keep this going, I was going to have to really commit. Not your best. Damn, Africa, what happened? How'd you do? Not so good. You know, I think I need a tutor. I'll tutor you if you ever want to get together after school or something. Do you think Regina would mind? No, you guys are friends. Well, maybe we just won't tell her. So what did you get for this one? Well, the first time I did it, I got a zero. Wrong. But then when I checked it, I got one. There you go. I got one too. Yeah, you have to um, you have to check it because sometimes the product of two negative integers is a positive number. Yeah, like negative four, negative six. That's right. That's good. 
Well, you're a good tutor. <laughs> Man, um, look, I, I can't do this. It's not fair to Regina. Why do you like her? Look, I know she can be really mean sometimes, but... Then why do you like her? Why do you? But... Look, there's good and bad to everybody, right? Regina's just... <laughs> she's just more upfront about it. Oh, no, it was coming up. The word vomit. I didn't mean to say it, but... She's cheating on you! What? Say why? Somebody told him about Shane Omen. Who? He said some guy on the baseball team. Baseball team? I gave him everything. I was half a virgin when I met him. You want to do something fun? You want to go to Taco Bell? I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen, you are so stupid. <laughs> It's <laughs> so mean. All carb diet, like it's so hilarious because, like, especially since like no carb or low carb diet, like she's on an all carb diet because she's eating the calcium bars, which are going to completely quote unquote eliminate all the carbs she's been eating. So she'll have no calories left. And it's so funny, like every scene after this, like all she's doing is eating carbs. Like she's eating donuts. Yeah. And she's eating like she's eating. She's I think. She, when she calls Karen, she starts eating, like, she just cuts, like, a piece of bread. Like, she's just eating carbs all the time. So, like, she's stuck in, she's stuck to it. She, she's all about the carbs. She loves it. But we learned the nominees of the Spring Fling dance uh, include, um, include... Regina. Thank you. We include Regina, Gretchen. Janice, Gretchen, and Katie in a surprise voting. What about Karen? Poor Karen. Oh yeah, I guess. And eh, she's—I mean, she's she's too stupid to know why she's she's too stupid to be nominated. She's so for stupid. <laughs> I love that read. That's such a fun read. Uh, the, the the hot body starts to fall apart as we go to the the very in fashion one three five. God, what a terrible store. In January, Regina had put a spring fling dress on hold at a store called 135. But being plastic, she needed our advice before she could actually buy it. Can someone zip me up? It won't close. It's a five. Okay, it must be marked wrong. Katie, all I've been eating are these calteen bars. They suck. No, no, this is just how they work. This is all your water weight. First you bloat, and then you drop 10 pounds like that. <laughs> That's so funny because wait for for you just bulk up your water weight and all the water weight just goes away and like yeah. that's how it works. Makes false. I mean, her uh, Regina's facial expression is hilarious while this is going on. But she's like, that makes no sense. But I guess I'll I, guess I have I'll to let trust you because you've given yeah. me no reason to distrust you. Yeah. But it's also like that <laughs> doesn't make no sense. And then then she gets teed up for the ultimate insult. Well, the calteen bars have burned up all your carbs, and now your body's just running on water. But once the water's gone, then you'll be all muscle. It explains it all on the label. You know Swedish? Yeah, everyone in Africa can read Swedish. <laughs> Ma'am, do you have this in the next size up? Sorry, we only carry sizes one, three, and five. You could try Sears. <laughs> poor Sears, I mean, poor Sears. Back then, I mean, 
I guess we're still kidding. Now it's going on the verge of going bankrupt and all the stores are closing, but Sears just can't catch a break in the 2000s. Poor Sears. Like, yeah, they need a defender. (laughs) As someone who worked collection for Sears, fuck Sears, honestly. They prey... No, seriously. No, they're terrible. They prey on old people to open up a bunch of credit cards. That's all. It's terrible. That's all credit cards. I know, but like Sears specifically targets old people. I don't have any sympathy for them. They deserve to go out of business for for refusing to adopt any sort of modern or mainstream idea of how to shop. Fuck them. Katie spent so much time being bad at math to get Aaron to tutor her that now she is actively failing math. Mm -hmm. So Miss Norberry gives her a talking to and suggests that she might want to join the mathletes to get some extra credit. As well as we learn a little bit more about Miss Norberry's character and and why her divorce may have fallen through and and what what she expects from her life as well as her students' lives. Katie, I need your parents to sign this so they know that you're failing. Failing? You know what's weird about your quizzes, Katie, is that all the work is right and just the answers are wrong. Really? Really. Katie, I know that having a boyfriend may seem like the most important thing in the world right now, but you don't have to dumb yourself down to get guys to like you. How would you know? I know. How would I know, right? I'm divorced. I'm broke from getting divorced. The only guy that ever calls my house is Randy from Chase Visa. And you know why? Because I'm a pusher. I push people. I pushed my husband into law school. That was a bust. I pushed myself into working three jobs. And now I'm going to push you because I know you're smarter than this. Thanks, Miss Norbury. And if there's anything I can do for extra credit, please let me know. Oh, I, I like that scene because it opens with her saying, like, you don't have to dumb yourself down to get a boyfriend. And you think that in high school that's the most important thing and obviously that is very un, you know it's very on the nose that trying to tell a teenage kid that is next to impossible like that your status in high school matters more than your education i think education in high school is important maybe not that important but i do think it's more important than your social status but um also like the idea of, like you know taking advice from from an adult is certain stuff that I think as a teenager you sort of like roll your eyes at like you you probably don't want to hear from a, your teacher especially an adult of like yeah what do you what are you going to know about this situation not like you've lived this before already but I also like when they go to Regina's house and her idea of a workout is like two pound weights right just, she's very slowly working out and it's like this is doing nothing for anything that you're trying it's to like it's off all that water weight from her all current diet so she gets yeah, to be all muscle at the I end yes i don't know it's it's just a fun little visual in the background um, but katie is full-on plastic now and is is working outside of the janice uh damien and katie trio to to help exploit them a little bit further hey i called you last night how come you didn't call me back Oh, I got busy, sorry. So you need a ride to my art show this weekend? Oh, no, I have to go to Madison with my parents. I'm so sorry. Well, you want to watch a movie tonight? Can't. I'm doing major plastic sabotage tonight. But we don't have anything planned for tonight. Oh, I planned this one on my own. Love ya, bye. And that scene's actually a good piece of character work because the whole time, like, she's, she's looking at her compact and, like, doing her makeup and, like, you know, fluffing her hair and whatever. And it's, like, it without explicitly saying it, it's showing, like, she's actually become a yep. Regina George. Clone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Like, she never really makes eye contact with them at all. Yeah, and, and she speaks, I mean, her vocabulary, like, everything, just everything about her is, like, you can tell that yeah. she's just completely and, flipped. And we've seen now in the movie, she spent way more time with Regina and their clique than she spent with Janice and Damien, so naturally she's acclimating more yeah. towards the plastic than she is, like, the nerds or the art freaks or whatever they're classified as, so naturally she's going to be acting more and more like them as the movie goes on. But this is the scene showing Regina still eating carbs. Like she's eating yeah. a donut and then she starts eating bread. Yeah. And also Katie gets her revenge of the three-way calling attack. Yeah, it actually turns yeah. into a four-way she's, calling she's attack. She's mastered. She's mastered yeah. the attacks. Gretchen thinks you're mad at her because she's running for spring fling queen. Oh my god, I'm not mad at her. I'm worried about her. I think somebody nominated her as a joke or something. I mean, nobody votes for her. She's going to have a total meltdown. And who's going to have to take care of her? Me. So you don't think anyone will vote for her? Katie, she's not pretty. I mean, that sounds bad, but whatever. The Spring Fling Queen is always pretty. I mean, the crazy thing is, is that it should be Karen, but people forget about her because she's such a slut. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm going to bed. Well, she's not mad at you. Hold on. Are you okay? Hello? If someone says something bad about you, you'd want me to tell you, right? No. What if it was someone you thought was your friend? What do you... Hold on, other line. I'm not taking this anymore. Good for you, Gretchen. Hello? Let's go out. Okay, hold on. I'm on the other line with Gretchen. Don't invite Gretchen. She's driving me nuts. Hold on. Okay, hurry up. It's Regina. She wants to hang out with me tonight, but she told me not to tell you. Do not hang out with her. Why? Oh, you don't want me to tell you. Oh, you can tell me. Hold on. Oh my god, she's so annoying. Who is? Who's this? Gretchen. Right. Hold on. Oh my god, she's so annoying. I know, just get rid of her. Okay, what is it? Regina says everyone hates you because you're such a slut. She said that? You didn't hear it from me. A little harsh, Gretch. Whatever, she has a right to know. I can't go out. Uh, uh, I'm sick. Boo, you whore. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> when Regina says boo, you whore, the, the facial, like, Karen's facial expression, it's like, she, her mouth just drops like she's shocked. It's so it's hilarious. Su- it's such a just, good read. <gasps> boo, you whore should be how people end phone calls that should be the new goodbyes boo you whore (laughs) whore. that's 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 the new goodbye that's what i'm gonna be my new goodbye is gonna be boo you whore goodbye (laughs) it's so good Uh, i need to use it more often it's so fun but now the plastics are disrupted and regina can't break the rules anymore because the rules are there for a reason you can't sit with us regina we have to talk to you is butter a carb? <laughs> it's Monday. So? So that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. Whatever. Those rules aren't real. They were real that day I wore a vest. Because that vest was disgusting. You can't sit with us! These sweatpants are all that fits me right now. Fine. You can walk home, bitches. So one area of inconsistency is that 
all she's eating is carbs and the calteen bars. She's obviously gaining weight if the sweatpants are all looking fit her. Like, mm-hmm. obviously to fit the movie's narrative, like, she has to be oblivious and keep eating, but it's like, she's been shown to be smart enough that, like, obviously she realizes, like, she's gaining, she, she keeps gaining, she keeps gaining. Like, she hasn't lost her right. 10 pounds like that and turned into all but muscle. But I guess, like, I mean, it also is, like, for people that gain weight, like, it is hard to break those habits. Because, I mean, like, it, in this scene visually, like, it's never drawn attention, but, like, if you look at her tray versus everyone else at the table, they're all eating salads, apples, Diet Cokes. Her tray is full of nothing but carbs. Yeah. There's a calteen bar, there's Doritos, there's, like, tons of breads on, and even, like, a regular Diet, a, a regular Coke, it's not even Diet. So, like, she, whether she's oblivious or not, I think she's just so in the habit of, I'm on an all-carb diet, this is all I'm eating. Like, she just doesn't realize she can yeah. break the habit. And, like... I think in that scene, we're supposed to feel sympathy for her. We're supposed to feel bad for her. Oh, yeah. But everything that's led up to this, it's like, no, I, as someone in this situation, I have no reason to feel sympathy for her because you've been nothing but manipulative and terrible. But it's delivered with such empathy that it's just like, it's like, oh, part of me does want to feel bad for you. But at the same time, it's like, no, because if this were any other person at this table, you wouldn't feel bad for them. You would kick them out just yeah. as easily. So it's, well, it's it, hard to feel too much yeah. sympathy for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's the first time she's being treated as she treats everyone else. And it's right. like, it still sucks. But It still sucks, yeah. but it's hard for me to really care because it's just like, yeah, you're a terrible person regardless. But now we see that Katie is the queen bee of the group. So she decides to throw a party at her house. Just a small get-together. I'm sorry, a small get-together, which turns into a gigantic party, thanks to Gretchen and Karen's uh, intervention, for lack of a better term. But it all goes awry, but Aaron does show up, and they get a little fun together. Hey. Hey. I've been looking for you everywhere. Me too. (laughs) Wow. You look, um... New clothes? Thanks. You want to go downstairs? No, no. Let's stay here. Thanks for getting me to come out tonight. Yeah, sure. No problem. I've wasted too much time being pissed off at Regina. No more liars. I would never lie to you. I know. Although, okay, listen. I mean, I did lie to you once, but you're totally going to laugh when I tell you, so. Tell me what? I pretended to be bad at math so that you'd help me. But the thing is, I'm not really bad at math. I'm actually really good at math. You're kind of bad at math. (laughs) Anyways, now I'm failing. Isn't that funny? Wait, you're failing on purpose? That's stupid. No, not on purpose. Just, you know, I I just wanted a reason to talk to you. So why don't you just talk to me? Well, because I couldn't. Because of Regina. Because you were her her property. Her property? No, shut up, not her property. No, don't tell me to shut up. I wasn't... God, you know what? You are just like a clone of Regina. Oh, no, 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 listen to me. You're not listening to me. Oh, no. It was coming up again. Word vomit. No, wait a minute. What is this? Actual vomit. Erin! Erin, wait, just... Okay. Call me. Janice had mentioned that she had an archer this weekend, the same weekend as the party, and Katie said she can't go because she's going to the Madison. To see Lady Smith Black Lady, Mombazo. Lady Smith Black Mombazo with her parents. And now Janice confronts her as to why she lied. 
and this is a really fun scene but it's also the whole culmination of everything and the realization that she is fully plastic and she's abandoned her friends and she is now at her full-on breaking point for her character you dirty little liar i'm sorry i can explain explain how you forgot to invite us to your party janice i cannot stop this car i have a curfew you know i couldn't invite you i had to pretend to be plastic buddy you're not pretending anymore you're plastic cold shiny hard plastic curfew 1 a.m it is now 110. did you have an awesome time did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness you know what you're the one who made me like this so you could use me for your eighth grade revenge god see at least me and regina george know we're mean you try to act like you're so innocent like oh i used to live in africa with all the little birdies and the little you know what? It's not my fault you're, like, in love with me or something. What? Oh, no, she did not. See? That is the thing with you plastics. You think that everybody is in love with you when actually everybody hates you. Like Aaron Samuels, for example, he broke up with Regina, and guess what? He still doesn't want you. So why are you still messing with Regina, Katie? I'll tell you why. Because you are a mean girl. You're a bitch. So that's not quite true. I think the, the she says it earlier, but... When she talks about how she hates Regina, but she still wants her to like her. I feel like that's emblematic of like, well, especially high school, but really throughout life. Like a lot of times you're dealing with people that you can't stand for whatever reason, but you still want them to like you just because you still want to be liked. Right. Like, yeah. And that's the solution. That's why she's still messing with her because she hates her, but like she still respects her on some level and she still wants her to like her and everyone to like her. Her being Janice or her being Katie? Well, Katie want Regina. Katie's still messing with Regina because she still, despite all this, like, she still, she hates her, but she still is obsessed with her and she wants her to like her. Like, she wants everyone to like her. So it's like, you know, like, it's not that just that she's plastic, it's that, I don't know, it's like, it's sort of the complex thing of where even if you hate someone, sometimes you still want them to like you or respect you or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Especially in high school. I mean, yeah. I, I think that. Oh, lessons, yes, especially yeah. in high school, yeah. I think yeah. that lessons more in like adult world, but yeah, in the high school aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, you just sense. want to be liked, like you mold yourself into whatever, even if it's not you, just to be liked, yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, because you're going to see these people for the next four years, yeah. there is an understanding of like, yeah, I've got to be accepted or have some sort of niche idea. But I think I think that's that's I think one of the best scenes of the movie is is the confrontation and. And the breakdown of everything of, of all of that, I think it's great. But now the burn burk. Burn burk. <laughs> Shut you say it. So after Regina walks in on Aaron and Katie at the party, she gets an idea for one big plan to totally take Katie down, and it comes with a clever twist. She cuts up a, pay, a picture of her and Katie and starts writing in the burn book that this person is... The, uh, the do not trust them and yeah. they're the fugly slut of the entire school and the twist is that but she twist, puts a picture of herself, She puts her own photograph in there, not Katie's. And publicly turns it in to the principal who now has the entire burn book in his possession and sort of sets up the, and sets up the third act. I found it in the girls' bathroom. It's so mean, Mr. Duvall. Is this true? Train pack made out with Coach Carr? Good Lord. What's that say? Caitlin Causen is a... Fat whore. 
Okay, oh. calm down, Miss George. Why would someone write that? That's just so mean. Don't worry, we're gonna find out who did it. There's only three girls in the whole school who aren't in it. At your age, you're gonna be having a lot of urges. You're gonna wanna take off your clothes and touch each other. But if you do touch each other, you will get chlamydia and die. Coach Carr. Katie Heron, you wanna see you in the principal's office. All right, chlamydia. K. L. A. How bad was your high school slash middle school health classes in terms of sex ed and all that? Gosh, I don't, I mean, health class in high school, I don't think, we, I don't even know if we had like a sex portion. I remember in like seventh, was it sixth, seventh grade, there were some sort of like, we watched videos about things, but that was probably the extent of it. Yeah, I think it was the same for me. I think in sixth grade, I think we watched the sex ed courses. I think one day was for the male sex ed, and then the second day was for the female. And I remember the female one because it starred Tierra and Tamara Mowry oh, as the actresses in the I Got My Period pieces. Um, but in terms of like full on sex ed post sixth grade, like I think like it was. If anything, it was like a weak course, and it was like very minor. Like we didn't really discuss anything. I don't think sex ed was discussed past sixth grade, which uh, more detrimental than anything. I think it, yeah. we could have benefited from more. Like oh, like if we got for, a talk yeah. about gonorrhea and herpes and chlamydia, would have been way more information than we ever got in our public school system but yeah i vaguely remember talking about it at some point but i just remembered it was it was in oklahoma elementary school so it would have been fifth or sixth grade i remember watching like they had to watch some video that kept talking about the word erections i didn't understand what it meant <laughs> so i remember going to recess and being like what are erections like my friends because like i didn't remember like someone said like what it was but, like i just remember they kept saying the word erections in the video but they didn't explain it so i was like what is what is erections? So going into this video, you're supposed to know what an erection is. Well, I mean, they, they, just I like mean accepted, it could have been like, they said it and I just missed it or something. Uh, but like, I just remember they, they just kept saying that word over and over and going to wrist and being like, I feel like what is erections? would have been the better word to be using instead of erections. And like, erections in passing, but arousal would be the more like common scientific term to describe yeah. what happens. I don't know. That's... Sex yeah. in this country is terrible. Oh, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And it needs to be... needs to be better. Like, if we got what this school is teaching, would be way better. At least, like, way better than what we got. But it's still, like... It's it's still a joke. Like, in this, in this world, like, they're like, please don't have sex. But if you are, please take condoms. Like, I don't think... We definitely didn't get condoms. No, I didn't get all. condoms until college. Like, the things yeah. where they would just pass them out. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, we were not getting taught sex ed in high school. It was one year in middle school, and that was it. And at that time, like, you didn't talk about sex afterwards because it was just, like, too taboo, which is not a good. Like, you need to be talking about sex all the time just to make sure people understand all of it. It's bad. It's a bad, 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 bad world. But I like this with the burn book all coming out like we she we like the stupid side of regina is gone it's full-on manipulative just almost like diabolical regina is now out and she is 
playing the game the best way she knows. Yeah, she's but the only thing that the only thing that ever comes to her head is though when she throws all the papers that are photocopies of the burn book all over everywhere. It's like, where do those come from? You know, because it's like she she finds the book in the ba- in the bathroom supposedly. She turns it in, and then all of a sudden everyone in the school knows about it, and it's like true. I mean, obviously it doesn't make sense to explore it because that just. I mean, obviously that that, right. that that makes Regina then look like the whatever the guilty but, party. Yeah, but they they just never explore. All of a sudden, these photocopies of the entire right. book show up everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, in the sense of the movie, it would make sense to explore that. But in the rock, it's like she's the only one, literally, just standing proud. Like everyone else is yeah. fighting and and attacking one another. She's just standing there. So like clearly, she's the guilty party because no one's attacking her. But it's all like it's just, but like it's a good visual of like uh, the camera starts on her and slowly zooms out, and she's just standing there, proud of like the mess that she's made. Yeah. That everyone around her is just destroying each other. Yeah. Like it's such a good visual. Yeah, my favorite part is when she like has her, like the basically like her being on top of the mountain and everyone around her is like fighting to get to that point. It's it's a, it's a good visual. It's a good metaphor. Yeah, my favorite part is when like she takes the, at the very end when she takes like the papers and just like throws them over her head and like they just scatter throughout the entire hallway yeah 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 it's it's a good scene but we get gretchen katie and karen in the principal's office to discern who actually wrote the burn book what's going on have a seat miss heron have you ever seen this before no i mean yes i've seen it before but it's not mine you better get your story straight miss heron because i'm not messing around here it's not ours, it's Regina's. Yeah, she's trying to make it look like we wrote it, but really, she wrote it. Miss Wieners, why would Regina refer to herself as a fugly slut? Miss <laughs> Smith, this is no time to be laughing. We're gonna get to the bottom of this right now. book because everybody likes us and I don't want to be punished for being well liked and I don't think my father the inventor of toaster strudel would be too pleased to hear about this made out with a hot dog oh my god that was one time Don Schweitzer has a huge ass? Who would write that? Who wouldn't write that? Trey Pack made out with Coach Carr? And so did Sun Jin Din. Anything else you want to say? Oh no, I can't answer any more questions until I have a parent or lawyer present. Miss Smith? Whoever wrote it probably didn't think anyone would ever see it. I hope that nobody else ever does see it. Mom, can, can you 
you pick me up, I'm scared. Janice Ian Dyke. Oh, that's original. You get a function. Hey, that's only okay when I say it. Did you write this? No, I swear. Then you told somebody. She told. You little bitch. You're a bitch. Yeah, take your top off. Now here's what we're gonna do. No, we're gonna come quick. They've gone wild. The girls have gone wild. Yeah, so the interesting thing about the scene is Katie spends most of the movie fantasizing about what would happen if in the quote-unquote animal world, but yeah. it's always fantasy scenes. This is the scene where actually the animal world of everyone fighting yes. and leaping at each other and, yeah. and being crazy actually has bled into the real world right, and everyone yeah. actually is I think, fighting. I think, we, I think we talked about it at the beginning where she has these these visions of what how people act versus how the animals would act, but now, yeah, this is the realization, like... There is a breaking point and people will become animalistic and, and will start attacking each other. And it's really brutal. Like, there's some pretty good stage acting here in terms of just people, like, throwing each other out. Some, there's some stuff where it's just, like... There's some terrible people, like, like half-heartedly half, slapping at each like, other. Half-slapping, but, like, yeah. there's, like, people full-on tackling each other, like, downstairs and, like, into, like, tables and stuff. It's pretty good. But there's some that's just, like, oh, you didn't even try. Um, but then we get all we get called to the the auditorium and we get uh, a fun Tim Meadows doing his best <laughs> to try and control. We realize he needs a woman's touch to to help make sense of all of this, and he calls on Mrs. Norbury. Now, what we're going to try to do is fix the way you young ladies relate to each other, okay? Lady to lady. So, who has a lady problem that they like to talk about? Yes. Somebody wrote in that book that I'm lying about being a virgin because I use super jumbo tampons, but I can't help it if I've got a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. That was, a, that was another line that they had to, they actually challenged. Uh, that was something that was going to push them to an R rating, but thankfully Anchorman had come out the year before and had used the same line of a heavy set vagina uh-huh. or a wide Heavy flow and a wide vagina. Wide vagina. And so Tina Fey was able to say, well, Anchorman was able to use it, and it's a PG-13 film, so we should be able mm-hmm. to use it in the context of this. And so that got them. They, they were able to still use the line. Yeah, I can't do this. Miss Norberry, you're a successful, intelligent, caring, graceful woman. I am. There has to be something that you can say to these young ladies, something to help them with their self-esteem. It's not a self-esteem problem. I think they're all pretty pleased with themselves. <sighs> okay. Okay, uh, everybody close your eyes. I want you to raise your hand if you have ever had a girl say something bad about you behind your back. Open your eyes. Now, close your eyes again, and this time I want you to raise your hand if you have ever said anything about a friend behind her back. Open them. Uh, It's been some girl-on-girl crime here. Okay, so what we could do today is a couple exercises to help you express your anger in a healthy way. Uh, Let's start over here. Miss Norbury had us confront each other directly about the things that were bothering us. And it seemed like every clique had its own problems. You've been acting really stuck up ever since you switched to short fielder, and Don agrees with me. Don? Don't drag me into this. I'm pitching tomorrow. (laughs) Mind you, you can't be my tongue and try to tell you how to find mine. 
Làm ơn đi mày, không dám đâu. Okay. Good. Can I just say that we don't have a click problem at this school? And some of us shouldn't have to take this workshop because some of us are just victims in the situation? That's probably true. How many of you have ever felt personally victimized by Regina George? Good. Okay, who's next? Who's next? Um, hmm. Katie, do you have anything you want to own up to? Yes. No. You never made up a rumor about anybody? Just that you sell drugs. No. Nothing you want to apologize for? I couldn't apologize to Ms. Norbury without getting blamed for the whole burn book. No. I'm really disappointed in you, Katie. But we get the, I think, one of the strongest scenes of the movie of all the girls confessing anytime they may have wronged someone, or at least in the immediate that they've wronged someone, and we get the trust falls. <laughs> trust falls, and she doesn't even go here, which is always a fun, I think that's still a meme that still mm -hmm. exists. Okay, everybody up. Miss Norbury had us write out apologies to people that we'd hurt in our lives. Alyssa, I'm sorry I called you a gap-toothed bitch. It's not your fault you're so gap-toothed. Gretchen, I'm sorry I laughed at you that time you got diarrhea at Barnes and & Noble, and I'm sorry I told everyone about it. And I'm sorry for repeating it now. Huh? Laura, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. I just wish we could all get along like we used to in middle school. I wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat be happy. She doesn't even go here. Do you even go to this school? No. I just have a lot of feelings. Okay, go home. <laughs> That's She reminds me of for whatever reason, she reminds me of Drew Barrymore. I don't know oh, why. Really? I don't know. I why. just like I. I mean, it's just it's the that joke is just so absurd. That's why it's hilarious. Like, how would a random person stumble upon it? But like, that's I mean, obviously that's why it's funny. It's right. like why? Like, why was she even there? Like, how did she hear about this? Like, like did she did she previously go to the school and transferred or like? Maybe it made the news no, that I there mean, was an says, incident going she says, on at like, the school. Friends in middle school, so maybe she attended. Like she was friends with them in middle school and has been. She just has lots of feelings. School. Like I don't. It, it, it's a it's a joke that doesn't work when you break it down. But no, but it's, it's really but, it, but it's so absurd. That's why. Yeah. It's like, um, but then no we, one catches Gretchen Wieners. No one catches Gretchen Wieners for good reason. She doesn't really make a good point to do so. But Janice sort of fully blows the entire. <laughs> plastic sabotage um, to the surface. Okay, who's next? Who's next? Keep it going. Oh my God, it's your dream come true, diving into a big pile of girls. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I've got an apology. So, I have this friend who 
is a new student this year, and I convinced her that it would be fun to mess up Regina George's life. So I had her pretend to be friends with Regina, and then she would come to my house after, and we would just laugh about all the dumb stuff Regina said. And uh, we gave her these candy bar things that would make her gain weight, and we turned her best friends against her. And then, uh, oh yeah, Katie, you know my friend Katie. She uh, she made out with Regina's boyfriend and then convinced him to break up with her. Oh God, and we, we gave you foot cream instead of face wash. God, I am so sorry, Regina. Really, I, I don't know why I did it. I guess it's probably because I've got a big lesbian crush on you. Suck on that! I don't think the chanting is earned, honestly. I don't think that character retribution really works for me yeah. in terms of like suddenly she's accepted by the school and yeah. she gets like a carried out chant idea, but it's fine. Like it's 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 always fun to see like the underdog sort of like, yeah, come out on top, at least for a little while. And but Regina we, is not pleased. She is not pleased. We get the confrontation as well as the subtle, not so subtle foreshadowing all comes into play by the end. Regina, wait, I didn't mean for that to happen. To find out that everyone hates me, I don't care. Regina, please. Regina, stop! Oh! Do you know what everyone says about you? They say that you're a homeschooled jungle freak who's a less hot version of me. Yeah, so don't try to act so innocent. You can take that fake apology and shove it right up your hairy And that's how Regina George died. No, I'm totally kidding, but she did get hurt. Some girls say they saw her head go all the way around, but that's just a rumor. Some people swear they saw me push her in front of the bus. That was an even worse rumor. She got hit by a bus. She got hit by a bus. They, they alluded to it several times throughout, but yeah, and again, just picking apart the joke, I, I have to assume that bus driver was immediately fired and, and had charges pressed against them, but there's no reason that that bus driver should not have at least been slowing down and and hitting brakes it seemed like there was no brakes there was no slowing down it was just normal speed smashed right into regina because it just yeah some people just deserve to be hit by buses i i don't think she deserved to be hit by a bus she deserved comeuppance but not you know bottom yes I'm, I'm being facetious yes liar but Katie gets grounded, but still has to join the mathletes to make up for her math extra credit after uh, taking the blame for the burn book. But Spring Fling is in effect, but she can't attend. She has to do math. Math. Ugh, math is the worst. But in the state championships, Katie gets called to do the final question, and she still can't quite drop her plastics mentality that she's had for so long. Miss Carolyn Craft seriously needed to pluck her eyebrows. Her outfit looked like it was picked out by a blind Sunday school teacher. And she had some 99 cent lip gloss on her snaggle tooth. And that's when I realized, making fun of Carolyn Craft wouldn't stop her from beating me in this contest. Contestants, find the limit of this equation. Calling somebody else fat won't make you any skinnier. Calling someone stupid doesn't make you any smarter. And ruining Regina George's life definitely didn't make me any happier. All you can do in life is try to solve the problem in front of you. The limit is negative one. Oh crap, I lost. That answer is incorrect. Now we are in a sudden death if Miss Heron 
can answer this problem correctly, we have a winner. Limits, why couldn't I remember anything about Limits? Limits, that was the week Aaron got his hair cut. Oh God, he looks so cute. Okay, focus, Katie. What was on the board behind Aaron's head? If the limit never approaches anything, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist! Our new state champions, the North Shore Mathletes. How do you like me now? You like that? Yeah. Get some. Get some. I think that like that scene's really good. It, it. I mean, I think obviously there's a slant to this movie that's pretty pro-feminist and and the idea of like she has the line of making fun of someone doesn't make you making fun of someone stupid doesn't make you smarter like that that whole line is a lot of fun in that yeah like making yourself ultimately better than someone doesn't doesn't really mean anything in the end and it's just like it's really about just like how you present yourself versus tearing down someone else and all that i think it's i think there's a good message to this movie inside of a pg-13 team oh, yeah. yeah be concerned more about yourself than yeah than, than others and try right. to make yourself feel better than others right. just focus on yourself and yeah. yeah i think there's there's a good idea behind this entire movie so we get to the spring fling and we get to learn who the king and queen of spring fling is say that three times fast who the king and queen of spring fling are <laughs> and your spring fling queen future co-chair of the student activities board and winner of two gift certificates to the Walker Brothers Pancake House, Katie Herring. Where is Katie? There she is. Wow, thanks. Um, well, half the people in this room are mad at me and the other half only like me because they think I pushed somebody in front of a bus. So that's not good. You know, it's not really required of you to make a speech. I'm almost done, I swear. To uh, all the people whose feelings that got hurt by the burn buck, I'm really sorry. You know, I've never been to one of these things before. And when I think about how many people wanted this, and how many people cried over it and stuff. I mean, I think everybody looks like royalty tonight. Look at Jessica Lopez. That dress is amazing. And Emma Gerber, I mean, that hairdo must have taken hours, and you look really pretty. So, why is everybody stressing over this thing? I mean, it's just plastic. It's really just... It's a metaphor. Yeah. She broke the plastic. Share it. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. A piece for Gretchen Wieners, yeah. a partial spring fling queen. A piece for Janice Ian. Seriously, most people just take the crown and go. And a piece for Regina George. She fractured her spine and she still looks like a rock star. Thank you. And some for everybody else. 
the plastics are dead, all the clicks are dead, everyone's yeah, reorganized. In, in the their... magical world of fake reality, well, clicks don't well, exist Well, that's a, I guess clicks will exist, but all the plastics have redistributed yeah, yeah, into yeah. different clicks, and there's yeah. more... There's more interaction between the different. Yeah, I still clicks. disagree that Regina should be playing a heavy sport like lacrosse. But Mira. it totally fits. She's super aggressive. Like no, no, she, you no, know no. what I mean. It fits, but yeah. she just got well, over a severe. She had the summer. She literally got destroyed by a bus. She had she the would summer not be to recover. A heavy athletic sport. Well, lacrosse like isn't lacrosse. lacrosse isn't super. If it was rugby. But la- lacrosse isn't, I don't know, lacrosse She isn't. shoulder tackles another girl and then gets tackled by his That's entire true. team when she wins. But I mean, I feel like so, lacrosse isn't as aggressive as soccer, even. I disagree, well, but anyway. Have you, okay, any, well, soccer well, is definitely more aggressive than lacrosse. I have never had a spinal injury and I would never play well, lacrosse. Been, this lady's had a spinal injury and is happily. Because she's Regina George. You're right, you're right. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, all the clicks, or at least the plastics are broken up and they're and the clicks are a little bit more accepting um, for, of everyone. And, you know, obviously it's a perfect world. Everyone's accepted by everyone kind of idea. But um, it's a fun, it's a fun little outro for the rest of the movie. In case you're wondering, the plastics broke up. Regina's spine healed and her physical therapist taught her to channel all her rage into sports. It was perfect because the jock girls weren't afraid of her. Karen used her special talents to do the morning weather announcements. Hi, this is Karen Smith. It's 68 degrees, and there's a 30% chance that it's already raining. And Gretchen found herself a new click and a new queen bee to serve. My yunya, yungi, kunyojin, Aaron went to Northwestern, so I still get to see him on weekends. And me, I had gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. Hey. All the drama from last year just wasn't important anymore. School used to be like a shark tank, but now I could just float. Regina. Finally, girl world was at peace. Hey, check it out, Junior Plastics. And if any freshmen tried to disturb that peace, well, let's just say we knew how to take care of it. Just kidding. So after watching it again, I know the Oscars don't respect comedy, but I feel like Rachel McAdams really deserved an Oscar nomination for this performance. I agree. I I I think I don't want to say this is an underrated film because I feel like that term gets thrown around. Way I mean, too it was much. a huge commercial success, so yeah, I don't yeah. think it's called underrated. But yeah, but I think it's uh, an often forgotten uh, film of its time. I think yeah, it's still like memed and it still has a relevance, but I think people have forgotten about it, and I don't think that's entirely fair yeah. to the the pedigree of the film. I think yeah. it's it's still. I wouldn't necessarily say revisit every year, but I think it is a hallmark of a teenage comedy and a hallmark of just like a PG-13 pro-feminist film. I think it's important. I think think it deserves its recognition. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, honestly, like a a screenplay nomination wouldn't have been out of bounds. And Mm -hmm. again, Rachel McAdams for supporting actress. I think if if this was post-30 Rock and Tina Fey had already had her 
her 30 Rock nominations and her 30 Rock wins, and this then this had come out, I think it would have gotten at least a screenplay nomination yeah, based off just name recognition. It could have been. Alone. Screenplay does sometimes go for more left-field choices, but it's always like, I mean, if you look at comedies, like, literally, Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids got a supporting action nomination. Like, The Favorite, and, like, The Favorite is the sort of thing where it was a comedy, but it was a historical whatever, so historical yeah, movies, yeah. you know, like, and I mean... Those are like it's really hard for comedies to get nominations at the Oscars. Like, it's it, got to be like a dark comedy yeah. to really get yeah. noticed. In the Loop, In the Loop got a screenplay nomination. In the Loop was by Armando Iannucci, who did um, The Thick of It and Veep. So like that, that was a straight up comedy, and all it got was a screenplay nomination. It was but hardly a comedy. It was more like a drama. In the Loop, is that the one with? Uh, George Clooney and no no no, no. It, it, in the in loop the was, air in the air yeah the, yeah that was up in the air which was yeah. that was yeah that was a dramedy but like in the loop was like it was basically the same so before Veep the writer uh, the creator Armando Iannucci did a series in Britain called The Thick of It which was another political comedy in the loop was basically like a movie sequel to that <laughs> series but it was another basically like acidic satire so it, it got a screenplay but like it, it, and and that was the thing where it was like it was political so again it was political. Like a political movie, I guess, has more heft than a straight up comedy. So yeah. it's really hard for comedy Comedies movies really to get, get the shaft at like the for Oscars. for true for yeah for like just yeah. true straight up comedies. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess like I mean, typically most comedies, at least like the comedies I like, are kind of like low hanging fruit. Like they're not exactly saying anything. It it really is more for laughs. But as like, why does that immediately mean that they they're not award? Which I'm of the mindset awards are fucking stupid anyway and they're pointless. Well, they yeah, I mean, it's all it, anyway. it, it's all just parlor But if we're going to be giving awards, like, I would like the stuff that I find funny to at least be nominated to get, like, up there, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, well. I mean, it just depends. Like, I, I guess, like, some comedies are just light and they're not necessarily, like, they, they don't have... I mean, if you're only talking about you're nominating five things out of all the movies that came out of a year, like, obviously things that are dramatic and have more heft. But, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I, I just think, like, but yeah, the screenplay is so strong, and Rachel McAdams just gives mm-hmm. such a strong performance that it's like, it's, you know, I mean, she just does so, I don't know, she does so yeah. much that, anyway. Yeah. Obviously, the movie has <laughs> lived on culturally yeah. that it yeah. goes way beyond any awards recognition. Absolutely. But. And yeah, I mean, at this point, obviously, there's no uh, chance of it getting any sort of awards, but I, I think its legacy has, has lasted the stand of time. Again, there's some stuff in here that just is a product of this time. Like, I think they use the R word three times. Regina specifically uses yeah. it three times. Well, I think it's movie. used to portray her in a negative right, way. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's used in a high school setting of, like, that's just how, school, how high yeah. schoolers talked. And it's and she's not, she never specifically directs it at a group. She just sort of says it in passing. Like, she says socially retarded, which at the time was how you described yourself as just socially inept. You didn't really say socially inept. You just said socially retarded. And she never specifically says anyone is mentally handicapped in that way. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think it's fine. It's like, if if right. multiple characters were using it, right. like then it would be like, oh, like that's kind of whatever. Yeah, but, but because it, it's only her, only like, and you're not her. supposed to think that it's like, that's, you know what I mean? Like it, it's supposed to be to the, to the detriment Yeah. It's of not the community so. saying the word. It's yeah. just one person. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's not forgivable. But I mean, but it, in that context, it makes sense. in the character, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're... As a fictional piece it, of work, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Mean Girls, fantastic. I mean, we've spent an entire podcast uh, glorifying it and, and, and glowing and gushing over it. So I, I, I think at this point, if you haven't seen it, 
uh, please go out. How and have you not it. seen it? Yeah, um, if, if especially if you're a fan of Tina Fey, you should have already seen it at this point. But um, I don't think there's much else that we can say. And so I guess if there are any other final thoughts you have on Mean Girls before we wrap this up, um, I don't think so. So thank you for listening to this bulk-sized episode of Go to There. Uh, this was a real treat. I'm so happy we got to do this. Thank you for joining me on it. Um, as always, uh, I guess <laughs> we'll do the quick plugs real quick. Uh, Apple Podcasts is the best way to to help us out, leaving ratings, reviews. And if you like what we're doing, you can always go to our, our coffee website, ko-fi.com backslash go to there. You can donate and help support us and help pay for web hosting and all that fun stuff. The next time you hear Go To There, it'll be back to our normally regular scattered podcast. We'll be back with episode 18, Fireworks of uh, 30 Rock. So thank you. David, take us out again. See you next time.